0: Not since the release of Star Wars Episode 1 has the next installment of an epic saga been so hotly anticipated. Here's hoping we do a better job of this than George Lucas. Welcome to Nostalgia-Tron Season 2.
1: Season 2. Hi, welcome back i'm your host mike i am owen welcome back to season two of Tron. we've had a a brief hiatus i think it's safe to say um and some people may be questioning where where was the official end of season one and that's a very good question because technically there was no official end of season one but we just mic dropped and walked out of there didn't we we just did a mic drop and Literally walked out and stopped recording because uh, various travel commitments and all sorts of other reasons yeah. meant that we just weren't able to really get together to record again. Now, non-nostalgia but with, reasons, but non-nostalgic reasons, but now we're back with uh, new microphones, new recording setup. Yeah, let's know reading. how we
0: sound actually because we've got a different setup now yeah we've been fiddling for about three hours before we got started today we
1: have been we have been fiddling away with the sound settings, which is absolutely appropriate because this episode we're going to be talking about music, music. which is sound
0: <laughs> that is sound
1: it's sound in its in its most creative form you might suggest when um when we talk about
0: music, so obviously as always nostalgiatron we're kind of harking back all the way back to our childhood so what sort of Era when you first started listening to music, what are we talking about?
1: Eighties, right? That's a that's a that's a damn good question because I don't think I really had a musical awakening until the nineties. I don't really ever remember listening to eighties music ever. In fact, I had only really drew an appreciation for eighties music towards the end of the nineties.
0: Yeah, I used to think that eighties music was the worst. I used to fucking hate it when it's the nineties, but now when I look back, I think I personally I much prefer eighties music to
1: nineties music. Absolutely, but I I would not suggest. I don't think any of my tron years were necessarily influenced by the 80s at all, far more so by the 90s yeah. and probably the 60s and the 70s because of the music that my parents listened to. Well, I say my parents, my mum really didn't listen to anything apart from Classic FM and Radio 4.
0: Classic FM?
1: Yeah, and but my dad, being the... The primary driver of the household for, for, for most of the most of my childhood had absolute full control of the of the musical the musical selection. sounds and selection that we that we had to endure through if you listen to previous episodes you'll hear about my um road trips for summertime, which yeah. inevitably meant that there was a very limited selection of music that my dad had. I mean, to be fair, in hindsight it was really good music, but i certainly, my dad certainly didn't have like a six disc CD changer in the car. At best, he would have like a double cassette pack. Yeah. But most of my influence, I would say from a relatively early stage was, was music my dad listened to in the car. And that's pretty much it. I think until maybe the years of kind of... Uh, secondary school like ages 11 plus when I started to find my own musical identity I think
0: yeah I guess like yeah your exposure is going to be mostly from your parents when you're that age I mean you had a younger brother as well so it's not like you're going to be picking up things from him either is it like I had an older brother so some of my exposure as you're going to find out later is going to be from him and not just my parents but when you've got a younger brother it's probably not going to work that way is it
1: no no not at all I think that. Really, I kind of make, I, I carve my own path, and it's interesting. This, this is an interesting episode, and there's every chance that we may record a a special kind of music session later this year. With we've got a lot of our our chums from school are coming over to Barcelona for a big music festival, yeah. and, and we, we've talked about doing a kind of mega podcast with some of the names from mentioned from the previous previous episodes that are going to join us, and
0: the ones that I failed to uh, beep out when we were talking about them.
1: Yeah, the ones that the ones that face drop kicking girls. They David Seal, exactly that. <laughs> and um Yeah, and, maybe we could
0: do like a live music or like, you know, like a concert or something something like that themed podcast. Yeah, yeah.
1: maybe it's gonna be a little bit more relating to, to, to our slightly later years where we were going to music concerts because I certainly didn't go to a music concert until I was probably sixteen. Yeah. Although although I, I mean, again I don't, I don't want to encroach too much on that episode, although one of my Earliest music memories is was sitting in my back garden listening to the Queen concert at Nebworth.
0: Ah, oh, because you could actually hear it from. I back garden. I could actually
1: hear Nebworth concert of Queen, which must have been like 1988, 1989 From yeah, is that when it from was from my garden? So you could
0: hear, could you hear the
1: Oasis or was you at the Oasis concert in that? Before? I could hear the Oasis concert, I didn't get tickets, but yeah. So, I mean, but again, this is kind of encroaching into that kind of live music yeah, yeah. more we'll than the, we'll than the kind that. of more holistic music influence. Um, so of the, um,
0: your um, early exposure to, to music when you were listening to the the car stereo, what kind of music was your dad's, what kind of music
1: was your dad playing? So just bear in mind that I don't, I didn't. you don't really have a view of music. My dad could have been listening to the very best of, I don't know, Peter Andre, and <laughs> I'd have probably liked it because it was just something that I only got to listen to. I had no control over it. And I think if yeah. you listen to something enough, you tend to like it, right? Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And yeah. I maybe I'm wrong here, but I was quite lucky that my dad's major musical, the things that we used to listen to the car, the one, the number in, 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 in ascending order I'd say the number one music he listened to in the car was Queen okay yeah yeah Night at the Opera so it would and then which was, was like big a,
0: dad music I reckon in the 80s because that's the same of mine as well yeah. Night,
1: at, Night at the Opera which is just and banger after banger after banger like Queen Classics Volume 1 and Queen Classics Volume 2 yeah. I'd say they were the ones that I listened most and I still have a huge affinity and love of Queen which is just again just probably 20 Songs which you'll just say are absolute anthems, and, yeah. and I absolutely still love to this day. I'd say number two would be would be the Beach Boys.
0: Oh, really? And pretty good Very as well.
1: Pretty good, pretty good music. Yeah, amazing. amazing music. Pet Sounds is an absolute. Pet Sounds, absolute, yeah, yeah, I think it was Pet Sounds as the album. And again, I could probably still recite to you virtually every word from every song because I heard it so many times. And then um, the third one would probably be Phil Collins. And again, yeah, yeah. love or hate the man, his music was pretty damn good. Solid, yeah, yeah. And um, I still listen to that I still listen to that music today and, and, and enjoy it enjoy it very enjoy it very much. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of in terms of the influences that were handed down to me by my parents, those were those were very much the, the ones that I can remember being on play virtually. I don't think there's anything else beyond those, which my dad had cassettes for.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you did a lot of like holidaying in the cars, didn't you? So obviously yeah. you played a lot of music in cars, and that like, was
1: most of my exposure, I think.
0: Yeah, so I didn't really have that. Like, um, I didn't really get exposed through cars, but I remember uh, my mum and dad had a like a record player, they had a turntable at home. Um, so I think the first time I recall hearing music would have been through that, and it was kind of similar. So Queen, like my dad is massively into Queen, uh, David Bowie.
1: Yeah, that's a really, that's a really, that's a real treat. In hindsight, that would have been a treat. And I think my dad was definitely into David Bowie and yeah, the yeah. Beatles as well, but I never really got exposed to any of that music.
0: Yeah, because I think what it was is that, so it would, be, it would have been Queen, I heard a lot, but then I would go through my mum and dad's records and I'd pull out the ones that I thought I had really cool covers to. And I really liked the cover, so I think it was David Bowie and it was uh, Scary Monsters. I liked all like monsters and shit like that when I was a kid and then also the Thriller album because in the Thriller album you kind of pull out and it's like a gatefold you'd open it up and there's a tiger in the middle it's like Michael Jackson laying with a tiger in his white suit um, I but be- also then I've kind of looked through the lyrics and I've kind of read the lyrics to Thriller and I was thinking yes this is this is amazing yeah well no I don't think
1: I don't think neither my mother or father could actually abide Michael Jackson which is quite what is it sacrilegious or were they right well, <laughs> in, 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 in hindsight yeah what we know today but yeah um, I think that, um, yeah, um, I was definitely more of a kind of 60s, 70s, 80s, sort of 60s, 70s, 60s, 70s rock. than so
0: Were they listening to music that was current at the time?
1: No. I think, obviously, Beach Boys weren't current in the 80s. Right, think. yeah, of course. They were yeah. sort of 60s. Although they're still going but, to well, today.
0: Yeah, were. Well, it's just like that, what's his name? Brian Wilson's um, brain yeah, to, But to funny, march. you should
1: mention records, because my dad definitely had some records. And the one that I remember of his his collection it wasn't like a massive collection and i don't think for most of the time we actually had a turntable and i certainly wouldn't kind of because the front room was quite a like a parent zone i I got to watch tv after school but after a certain hour then it wasn't i had zero control of what happened and then if i was in say in control as the older brother we were probably watching just like cbbc or Yeah, yeah or citv and and then after neighbours the control would be handed to my parents or probably slightly later when my dad got back And then there was no chance of me getting anything so there'd never really much of an opportunity for me to say listen to music on the record player and definitely in the younger years I don't think there was even a device that I think I think my dad had an old school proper record player like a bit like the one you've got today
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that's what that's what my mum and dad had. yeah so it'd be like a whole system so you'd have like the 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 turntable, but then underneath that you have like the amplifier, then maybe a no, tuner, and no. then we
1: had a cassette deck as well.
0: Now, so it's kind of like my a dad was probably hi-fi system, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: my my, my dad definitely got a hi-fi system later on, but to begin with, it was very much just a record player with two speakers. I think
0: it's crazy, isn't it? If you talk to like kids at school now and you say what's a hi-fi, they'd have absolutely no idea.
1: No, well, I kind of when we when we when we when I was sort of making sort of thinking about the podcast, I've kind of broken it down into like. Five, four different areas. What first one was, kind of genres, and right. then the other one was like listening to music on the TV and radio influences. Then I had music devices, and then I had music formats as the kind of the yeah. areas that I broke my bro- broke my thoughts into. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we if we're talking about kind of devices, then yeah, I mean, so. The earlier stages, I don't think I really, the devices would have been a car stereo. Did and you now, have
0: your own um, like stereo or hi fi, or whatever, in your bedroom? at that no. age? like not from an early
1: age. All, all all I all I had was a tape recorder, and yeah. we well, not even like a ghetto blaster, but like a mm-hmm. like a horizontal took one single tape with a play, pause, rewind, fast forward. It wasn't record, a Fisher but, Price one, was it? No, it was, a, it, was, it was because this is the one that was connected to my Amstrad CPC right. to, 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 to load cassettes from. Because the first Amstrad we had, and this is going to be another long, long, long episode when we start talking about home computers, but we're safe for another time. The first, the first device I had was like an Amstrad CPC 464, which didn't even have a tape deck built into it.
0: Oh, so you had to have a separate unit. So
1: the separate tape deck, which you plugged in to load the thing. So, like, this is actually a really dumb device because it couldn't load anything. You had to have an external tape deck for the CPC 464. And that tape deck, which was this probably the size of, I don't know, a hardback book, a large hardback book, was what I listened to cassettes on in my room if I had any cassettes. So,
0: did it have like a um, headphone? Jack into it. No,
1: but it had a headphone, and I think it also had a small inbuilt speaker as well.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it
1: would have been some like not a good, not a good device. But, but I think I got a probably, maybe age ten or eleven. My grandma used to love going on cruises. Now that was her thing. Yeah, not cruising. That would have been, that would have been a <laughs> bit weird. And she went on a cruise once, and she don't shame me. your grandma. <laughs> well, my grandpa was dead. Well, that's fine. Then, yeah. Yeah, so she can do what she, she wants. To go exactly. Um... And I never knew my that grandpa, but um, basically she came back from one of the crews and she obviously grandmas are great because they just buy you presents. Yeah. And she brought me this like portable radio, and this thing was probably the size I don't know, maybe the size of two twenty box of cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I like, had a, it only did medium wave, I think. Ah, oh, right, well, so it's a radio. And it, ha- it was a radio, and it had a little wrist strap as well, but it took <laughs> yeah. one AA battery. And I swear to God, this is the most efficient... I don't think I ever changed the battery in it. <laughs> 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 but I didn't really listen to music on it, because it wasn't... And I only just used to... Used to- at the time, I was starting to get into football, so I used to listen to, to-, to football, but I don't think yeah, yeah. it had FM. It only had medium wave. And for the kids listening today, before that, like, digital radio stations you used to have to manually tune... You used to have long wave... Which kids I, kids which, aren't gonna know what digital radio station is evening, I don't think. I No, they? exactly, yeah. <laughs> An internet radio. Yeah. Um yeah, you used to have Long Wave, which was nothing was on there, but there used to be like Atlantic two five two used to be a radio station, was the only one that was only half decent, but the sound quality was shocking. So what were they playing on that then? No, well, what, Atlantic two five two. Yeah. Was it Atlantic two five two? I don't know, I just remembered that. Yeah, it was kind of chart hits, I'd guess. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it was like for some reason like Long Wave is what they do the world service on, so you could yeah. be in sort of out of Mongolia and still probably receive the same things as you. Might be had new... to pick up some like, really cool
0: like uh, underground New York radio stations there though. Quite no?
1: possibly if yeah. I knew what music was and knew what cool was, then yeah, definitely exactly, yeah. I had no understanding. Yeah. I had medium wave, which was enough with getting me five light radio five, which I think had just been released at the time, yeah. to listen to the football, and it didn't have FM, so it was. And but again, it, this was like a all-in-one device which had probably had a headphone jack, but I didn't have any headphones at the time. Had a small speaker, so I just to listen to the football. And so, really, I didn't have any devices to listen to kind of live or current music until until one day. And this must have been in the early nineties. My dad, until the nineties. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like eighties, no. I think we had the record. And then, then one day, You're I don't like Aphex
0: Twin. You know, Aphex Twin, the like the techno um, kind of music yeah. producer. He claims that he doesn't listen to any music because he doesn't want outside influences. So he, he claims that he won't listen to anyone else's music. He's never listened to, like, uh, The Beatles or anything like that. He just listens to, like, uh, ambient music, like... White noise. Noises that are, occur in, in nature and around him. Oh, that's quite interesting. I think
1: it's bullshit, though. There's no way. I think it's bullshit. You, can't, you cannot avoid music. No. Like I it's... mean, he plays at festivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just walks around with his headphones on. noise cancellations (laughs) like a construction worker or something (laughs) yeah so i didn't really have a device until well and then my dad i think in the maybe like very early 90s don't know what happened because we never really had a huge like array of amazingness like i still remember when we got like upgraded our TV, which one had a remote control, and that was probably in like 1990. We didn't have a remote control till 1990. <laughs> and i <laughs> could get up your seat and like yeah, change it Yeah, down. yeah, exactly. Like I remember that. the buttons used to get stuck on this kind of mm. wood veneer TV.
0: Yeah, right? like, kind of like wooden, um, like rubbery, kind of squishy buttons as well. And you press them in. No, it had like real like solid, stickers.
1: kind of chunky, kind of buttons. I can't remember what it was, but I mean, to be fair, those old machines used to just last forever, didn't they? Like these yeah, yeah, TVs. yeah. But then one day he came back with a like a mid a, a mid how do you call it like a a mini high bit mid, midi yeah
0: like mini hi the mini hi 5s well it like, was a
1: stacking system yeah yeah it had yeah.
0: but they were mini high
1: yeah. oh my god this thing was like something out of the fucking future like it had the record player on the top it yeah. had like this. Graphic Equalizer, then it had like a radio, then it had two tape decks, and then it had a CD player at the bottom. CD player, yeah. I think it had two CD players. So you could listen to two albums at the same time. You could just stack them up. But but coming from having nothing to this was like being catapulted from the Dark Ages into the Digital Age. Yeah, yeah. And then he, I think he brought like three CDs with it. And of course it was probably Queen and probably the Beach Boys. So at
0: this point, like in the early 90s, you hadn't yet bought your own album of music
1: on a cassette vinyl no, no, or no, CD. No, no. Well, again, like if we talk about like that, I think there were definitely jumble sale related things that ended up in my house because the the, the only records I remember um, having in the house, which was... Child, a child's record, like like, which maybe I brought, maybe was given to me, was yeah. a record of the Smurfs.
0: Record of the Smurfs. The LP
1: of the Smurfs. A whole LP, not even a single. That, it had some absolute classics. There was one. <laughs> were
0: they originals written by the Smurfs or were they uh, I covers? Think, well,
1: I think they were originals because the only song I can remember from it was <laughs> a song called Smurfing Beer. Smurfing Beer. Yeah, yeah. And the song went beer, and obviously it was not the same. They had quite high pitched voices, the Smurfs. Yeah. Which is funny because actually like my tape deck, if you used to press the play, the, the pause button, not fully down, it used to seem to sort of mega speed up. Yeah, the, it yeah, used to true, sort of yeah. speed up this tape and make everyone sound like a Smurf. But this song used to be <laughs> beer, beer, Smurfing beer. You don't get drunk, but it isn't dear. <laughs> <laughs> what? only lyrics. It and kids are expected to like, understand that. If Well, first of all, Fair play to the, to the Smurfs because they obviously pioneered alcohol-free beer. Because if you don't get drunk, yeah. then they were ahead of the game. Because this would have been eighties and nobody had alcohol-free beer at that time.
0: But they're definitely like trying to capitalise on the uh, success of the Chipmunks, aren't they? Because in America, the Chipmunks—I'm sure since the seventies—they were releasing albums. Yeah, with those like sped-up,
1: high-pitched voices. I think so, but I do also remember because I think I mentioned before that. Upon a Saturday when I was younger, I think my my parents had childcare challenges. So yeah. my mum used to work on a library on the Saturdays. Hey, what was my fucking dad doing? Because he wasn't working on Saturday. But anyway, hysteria? I used to have to spend. We well, used to have to. I used to willingly spend like two or three hours on a Saturday morning in a library while my mum was working. Yeah, which actually is not a bad place because a massive library had all sorts of children's sections and cool books and. And then I found out I could rent tapes out from the library. Yeah, yeah. So another classic tape, which I rented out all the time, was Muppets album. <laughs> so it had, like, classic songs by Kermit the Frogs, like, It's Not Easy Being Green. Which, like, and I, again, I can still remember some of these songs in my head now. So really, my, my early musical influences were pretty shockingly bad. And How
0: do you reckon he was then? When he was listening to the Muppets and the Smurfs?
1: Um, I would say I was probably nine,
0: eight, nine. See, when you got the, the, the cassette, you'd go home with it and play it through your Amstrad. No, I
1: think I used to maybe get this. Is I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure of the exact time run, but I used to probably ask my dad to put it in the car and. Right. Okay. Given yeah, the fact yeah, my dad yeah. knew I could only borrow it for a week, then he'd probably let me have like a bit of airtime on there because, and also. Hmm. I'm not sure the timings, but we definitely got a car around late 80s, early 90s, this Audi, which had like these independent headphone jacks that sat on the back parcel shelf, oh, which nice. meant that yeah. my brother and I could both plug in some headphones and listen to our music in the back without bothering my That's parents fucking in fucking great front. for parents, surely, really. Oh my goodness. But for kids like this, I remember when my dad came back with his car. Yeah. I... I, asked my, I think I'm sure I asked my dad if I could sleep in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been in love with anything so much in my life. I reckon a new you car, like
0: shitty tasty music when you were a kid probably forced the purchase of this car to think I can't listen to this Smurfs <laughs> yeah, Muppets any longer in the possibly.
1: car. But, but getting a car when you were a kid was probably like the, the, the most exciting thing that ever happened beside Christmas or your birthday. Mm. Because living where we lived and having to use a car to probably get anywhere like supermarkets you spent quite a lot of time in your car as yeah, a kid. Yeah. And like that, So therefore, this seat that you spent a lot of time in, and I think there's definitely a side that I sat in and definitely a side my brother sat in. Like it, you it didn't what? mix it up.
0: That's really weird when you say like we spend a lot of time in the car. Cause that's just, that just reminded me, I don't know why I did this or why my mum did this, but my mum would drive to Garden City, which is the next kind of town along from where we lived, to go shopping in Sainsbury's, right? And she'd drive into the underground car park. And I must have been a teenager at this point because... I was listening to cassettes in the car, but it was like Nirvana. So this is like 1990 or whatever. Jesus. You... And, but I would, So she would go and do the shopping in Sainsbury's and I would sit in the car listening to Nirvana and then she'd come. I'm thinking, why was I not up in Sainsbury's help my mum do the shopping or carry the bags for her? a dog. Did so She, she used to
1: crack the windows open so you didn't <laughs> die of heat exhaustion.
0: Maybe she just wanted to spend some time with me. She just thought, okay, we'll sit in the car together. So or you'd have
1: been 11 or 12 and you just sat in yeah, the car. Yeah, it must have been like, yeah. Listen to Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, weird, just I mean, I suppose we're kind of moving all over the place a bit here. But I would su- suggest that, that when we when we talked about this as a subject for the podcast, I definitely don't consider myself like um, a music nerd. I yeah. think I've got like the most diverse taste in music ever. If I like it, I like it. I like some Nirvana songs. Yeah, I like. If I like it, I like it. And it could be poppy shit that most people think is the most garbage music. But if I like it, I don't care. Well, the beauty of music is
0: it's completely uh, subjective,
1: isn't it? I consider you to be more of a, a scholar of music. And there's definitely people amongst our group that I think are more like you and Luke in particular are kind of definitely the...
0: My problem is I'm very set in my
1: ways. I, I, I don't like a particular type of music, and I don't really listen to much else. I listen to I listen to everything. Yeah, so you've probably I got listen, a broad taste of music. Absolutely, absolutely everything. But yeah, so in terms of musical devices, yeah, we have got this CD, this 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 tower tower. unit. I think it was called a tower. Tower unit. It? unit That's what yeah, cool. Because there didn't was, it
0: really seem to be like one unifying name for that type of machine, was there? Not like now where you listen to things on your phone. I'm sure it's a, there was a name know. for this modular type hi-fi. Yeah, you did have What was it was called? A MIDI, stacking MIDI.
1: Uh, was it stack- like a stacking Stay system late. or something like that? It, had some, it had some, definitely had a name. I can't remember. But like, oh, different I companies might have marketed
0: them in different ways as well. This was maybe. a
1: JVC and it had a remote control. JVC was decent, yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was, mm. I mean, it was a really nice unit. But again, for me, the record, the record deck was only for playing the Smurfs. And if I felt really <laughs> like mega, mega cool, I used to do scratching. Which my dad it used absolutely to absolutely fuck shit. up the style <laughs> exactly because <on that. laughs> I'd probably it would have been about the time where kind of hip hop was having its kind of early, early, early stages. I'll wager
0: that wasn't a direct drive uh, turntable, it was like not, it was not a t-
1: Technics, like 20, well, no, what was no, it was definitely, definitely not, um, definitely not on my dad's, yeah, it was on my dad's hi fi, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, then, then I think one Christmas, my brother got a kind of white plastic. And again, it's like a, I don't. I think it's called a, a MIDI, a MIDI mini yeah. stacking system, mini something like that. You did have mini hi-fi's,
0: which were like the old seventy star ones, but it shrunk right down. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was like that, and it had a record player and on top, and again, it had a radio units. tuner, and it yeah. had two tapes, and that was kind of it, and a headphone jack, and two kind of really cheap shitty speakers, which yeah. you could take the covers off to and realize how cheaply made they were inside, because they were always made of shitty MDF or like stuff like that and that was a game changer because me and my brother shared a bedroom and then suddenly we were able to copy tapes oh yeah yeah and all of these things but again i still would say that until i was like 12 or 13 i never really had much of a musical identity i just remember my brother having this stereo system and i think aside from things we'd rent from the library which is still really childish things and not good music all i remember is my brother having Got brought for his birthday a CD single of "Hanging Tough" by New, New Kids Key on the block. the block. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I We fucking love that song when it came out. Hanging tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you used to have like the the single. Then you used to have like the B side. Yeah. And you don't get B sides anymore. No, because you don't get. You don't really get singles. In the you don't get singles. Sense, you don't get singles at all. So. In terms of like bigger devices, that that was it. What, what about what about you? Or did you have in the in the Lord household probably my some f- Bang and Olufsen, multi room multi room system?
0: No, I had. Um, so my, my own personal first device was a. a
1: <laughs> so you break it down by <laughs> yeah. family members now. Well, it was
0: a Fisher Price like a recorder. Yeah. So it's that little brownie beige kind of unit. It's a tiny little thing with, with a handle. A handle. On it. It looks a little bit like a lunchbox. Classic. Um, but that you could just record sounds so you could put a cassette in there and you could just walk around and record sounds so I used to did he have a microphone
1: with it or did he have a built in
0: microphone, it's like built-in microphone. Yeah, so you know, it was like a built in microphone so I used to record myself reporter. laughing into it and my brother Mike it was walking
1: around with his microphone trying to interrogate or interview people
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's been a really annoying little brother like making stupid noises into the microphone and then like playing it back really loud in my brother's room while he's probably trying to masturbate or something um, so I had that, first of all that what, was my what noises idea.
1: would you play to play back in his room when he was trying to masturbate? <laughs>
0: yeah, kissing noises.
1: <laughs> kiss, did you say kissing or pissing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to help him along. Get help him along. This is a good brother. So the, the dulcet tones of prepubescent Michael's... <laughs> <laughs> Smacking his lips. This is going to a dark, dark place.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so I had that and I, I just feel like I always was carrying that around with me. And I used to do this thing where I think I must have had, or maybe it was my brother had a radio but it didn't have a cassette deck on it. So I would record songs from the radio on a separate device onto this little Fisher Price thing onto the onto cassettes, I think. Um, but yeah, the main unit was my mum my and dad's hi fi system. And it was a I don't think it was was it a Toshiba? I don't know, it was it was a no, it was a brand that isn't around anymore, but it's kind of it got taken over by Technics or someone like that. Hmm. I think it was a like fairly decent one. Um and they had like these vinyls, but I would listen to them through headphones. So they had headphones that would go into it. What
1: type of headphones were they? I
0: don't know. They'd be like big old kind of like closed cup ones. Um, and the jack would be not the little
1: 3.5. No, no, the, the big, big fucking six beast. I mean, you used to have to get that adapted, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think being the younger brother was always embarrassing for my brothers like four or five years older than me. Because I think my mum and my brother would be watching TV in the evenings in the living room. And then the... the I think it's like kind of in the dining room, kind of attached room. to it, the smoking room. In the yeah. humidor, I was sitting there in my smoking jacket, <laughs> sitting
1: in my smoking jacket, listening to Beethoven. Ninja scooter <laughs> yeah. parked up in the corner.
0: I would be listening to say Thriller through the headphones, but I'd be singing along to it. Obviously, I can't hear myself singing along to it, and I can't sing. And my brother would just be—I could—I'd take my headphones off, and my brother would just be moaning, saying, "Oh, tell me I could stop singing. It sounds really shit." And I. would He's like, leave him alone he's, fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's only five yeah so that would like I've got a feeling that they must have I must be listening to Thriller around about its release maybe like a year or two after which was 82 is when Thriller came out so I'd have been four so I reckon yeah five or six so I reckon like a year or two it's, after it's interesting
1: because talking about Thriller specifically I remember when they premiered it on UK television the video for it Right, yeah. And it was a big fucking deal when thriller was actually so going to be on be TV. So you'd only been four or five years old maybe when that one came Yeah, out. and I think we were on holiday in my great-uncle's holiday home in Brixton, which we talked about in one of the other episodes, yeah. and it coming on and like there was so much hype about it that I was just adamant I was going to be scared. So I kind of automatically hid behind the sofa to watch it so I could peek <laughs> be down behind the sofa if something scary happened. That's
0: interesting. Michael Jackson actually does that, it doesn't it, in a video? Or maybe it's in the album cover. There is a picture of him, I think, hiding behind a settee or sofa. Where does I'm that sure.
1: come from, hiding behind the sofa, though?
0: I don't know. It's weird, isn't
1: it? Just really if you want to not never see, see just put the hand in front of yeah. your eyes. Like, you wouldn't get off your seat and then, I mean, sat in, my, sat in my apartment now, you wouldn't be able to get behind my sofa because they're normally up against the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah it doesn't make, doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. I think, um, I don't know much about the history behind the making of that video. I've got a feeling, though, I know at the time it was the most expensive music video ever, and it might even still now be like quite expensive. I've got a feeling that Michael Jackson might have employed that George, Was it George A. Romero, Romero from Night of the Living Dead and yeah, stuff. Yeah, anything of. The I think Living he might Dead. have had something to do with it. Oh, really? And it was who was the Nate the um, the narrator at the beginning and the end of the song? It was. He used to play. Was it Saint Price? Uh, Vincent uh, Price. Uh, 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 Vincent uh, Price. Uh, Is that right? Uh, like. uh, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. I just remember that. It bit. was
0: some like old horror alumni. I don't know
1: if it was from the Hammer House of Horrors. Some, probably, yeah. Kind of some.
0: Theme. I think it was it Vincent Price. Is that a name? I don't know. I'm not great at names, but yeah, there was a lot of that went
1: into that. And there's a lot of hype about it, wasn't there? There was. There was. There was great so much of. so that I was probably allowed to start late to watch it at the time which would have been the thing. But again, like Michael Jackson being an absolute icon of the eighties. I just don't think my parents liked him. Yeah. I think they were real anti-Michael Jackson because I didn't get any exposure probably until, until the nineties and everyone loved him. So I just like, yeah, yeah, he's really cool. I kind of love him as well. (laughs) Had no credibility. What's no skin in the game whatsoever for, for, for MJ. But I think that's
0: when someone is that, popular you're always going to get people who just don't like him because they're so popular as well like you don't want to be part of that
1: yeah I can't remember that. the reason why they didn't like him they, I, th- I think it was something racism <laughs> just casual racism <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I don't know why I don't maybe I should ask my mum my why she doesn't like why she never liked Michael Jackson because there's probably a reason for it I mean she's not definitely my mum is like even like in that generation being probably a bit more dare right. I say racist than, than previous generations not necessarily just to ignorance, much as anything else. My mum was never, yeah, yeah, that person.
0: I think, I mean, as well, it's this very mainstream pop, isn't it? So if that's not like the type of music, yeah, you're into, I then... think that was it.
1: I think it was because it was so so poppy, and they yeah. they probably can. Bear in mind, my mum and dad were hippies, so <laughs> they come from the kind of Woodstock. Yeah. kind of Rolling Stones, Beatles, like Queen, which is kind sort of, of yeah, yeah, definitely not this kind of... But manu- Queen's very popular as well, the latest stuff mm, as well. But Michael Jackson probably came yeah. across as quite manufactured. Yeah. Even though he probably wasn't as manufactured, certainly as groups are today. No.
0: Well, but, I mean, you say that, I mean, manufactured by his parents, I mean... His mum met met his dad, (laughs) and they had sex, and then he manufactured a little Michael
1: Jackson number five. They used to call it
0: manufacturing back then. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. No, I mean, but it was. I mean, that whole thing was established by his parents, wasn't it? By his dad, I guess. Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird as hell. I wonder if it was like a decision to have that many children, so that they had, so they had the the opportunity to have like a whole group. Perhaps, maybe. So yeah, keeping with. Keeping with Thriller, maybe I'll go through some of the tracks on Thriller. See if you remember them and maybe you can rate
1: it. The first one is Wannabe Starting Something. I, I Wannabe Starting Something is an absolute stone-cold classic. i would give that an 8.5. It's an absolute banger, isn't it? 8.5. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's quite a long track. I didn't even realise it. It's like six minutes long. I've got a real
1: thing for longer songs, I think. Because yeah. I think, well... Sit with Michael Jackson. I'll tell you my little anecdote of uh, longer songs in a, in a okay. moment.
0: Then you've got... See, I don't think... Uh, I know Thriller is a classic album. I don't think it's as strong a lineup as as his previous album. But so the next one's Baby Be Mine.
1: I couldn't even tell you what no. it sounds like So I'm going to give it a five.
0: And then the next one, right? So Paul McCartney's got a real habit of writing shit duets with people. Like he did... Um, Ebony and is Ivory. this The Girl Is Mine? Uh, yeah.
1: That's that's an eight. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I don't understand the way I feel. <laughs> yeah. It's such a great song. It's so underrated. Is it better or two worse two absolute than, um, legends as well.
0: Better or worse than Ebony and Ivory.
1: It's much better than <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. So shit! Better, better or worse than the frog song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking best song. But bomb, no, like bomb, the girl bomb. is mine. The girl oh no, she's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little Having like call and answer. Yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. this kind of conversation. Who do you think would win in a fight, Ab Jackson and McCartney? It's
0: not McCartney. It's fucking Scouser.
1: Yeah, he beat the shit out of
0: him. Although Jackson's probably got. He can probably take a punch.
1: Probably has taken a punch <laughs> from his dad yes. <laughs> so many times. He's probably a tough little thing. Um, yeah, I think he'd probably kick. He'd probably get his ass kicked by McCartney, but he'd be yeah. in a fight, wouldn't it? After that's Thriller. Nine point five. Yes, that's right. Well, there, maybe a nine. I think it's not one of my favourites. I think that I think it's hyped more than it's good, but it's still amazing.
0: Yeah, like when I was a kid, I think it was probably my favourite song, but because I liked all things like spooky and like you know, horror and stuff like that, so I think it really appealed to me. Plus it had an amazing video. If it was a kid, like visuals for me was massive, it had a good video.
1: Oh, the best video!
0: Yeah, and he had the best videos. I remember when Black and White came out; the anticipation for that was incredible. The little Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, but <Dad>. <laughs> <laughs> He was playing like the the guitar part on his stereo, wasn't it? I think that was Slash on. Um, I think he was Black and White. Yeah.
1: Uh, so right, yeah, on side two. Hold on a second. There was only four tracks on side one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: like, I want to be starting something six minutes
1: long? So bear in mind, like people with their with their. 37-hour-long Spotify playlist now, which they put in there without yeah. any intervention. Back in with the cassettes, you'd get four tracks on one side before having to well, yeah, take to... it out of the cassette deck, rewind it to the beginning. Yeah. Sorry, twist it over, rewind it to the beginning, and then press play.
0: Well, I think you were more limited with LPs like uh, vinyls as well, because I think at the time... I think they they changed like, the density and stuff. And, but I think at the time, there was only about 20 minutes per side. I think that was about the max you could have. I thought it was 60 minutes on a cassette. You could yeah a cassette. It was. minutes was Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, with vinyl, you end up getting double albums because you end mm. up with like two discs. Makes sense. there's only so much you could fit on them. So, yeah, that was four tracks on the first side. And then on the second side, you had... Oh, beat it.
1: Nine... No, 0. 0.75. No, 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 no. You know, that's, that's Van Halen, isn't Van it? Van Halen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Slash and Van Halen, he used to attract one or two quite big names to, to McCartney, <laughs> yeah. Van yeah. Halen and Slash. Bad, yeah. wow. And then then Billy Jean. 8.5. Really?
0: I yeah. don't know, what do I prefer? Billy Jean. But what was
1: Billy Jean all about, really?
0: It's not his lover, is it?
1: Yeah, but <laughs> did he have anything with Billy Jean? She's she just, just a girl. Well I know she thinks that he's the one but yeah. <laughs> the kid is not my son so there's obviously a paternity test that needs to happen there so he's obviously banged her
0: yeah basically Jackson's been slinging
1: and uh, Sling. he doesn't have anything to do with the kid so he's basically <laughs> been slinging <laughs> basically neglecting child support <laughs> yeah that's what Billie Jean's about but do you think he was a virgin because um, there was that interview I watched it recently mm, on holiday with women yeah <laughs> a virgin with women, what does that mean? I don't know. In the biblical sense, I think he was a virgin, yeah. In a biblical sense, but Mary had a child, and yeah, but that was just. But Michael Jackson had a child as well. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comparison. <laughs> so can be he, had, he had a child and he's had children. But what is the song about? So, did he write Billy Jean?
0: Let me have a little look. Um, a look yeah, somewhere. but like, what does it mean for Michael Jackson to write a song? Well, Lyrics. generally, like, if you were to write a song, you've got to imagine
1: that you've had that experience yourself.
0: But, like, you know, like, technically, the process is going through. It's not like the Beatles. We watched a documentary recently. Yeah, I've you seen... You see the process of them actually sitting down with instruments. percent You know, jamming, trying ideas out. Well, Michael Jackson can play an instrument, so... Did he not play an instrument? No, he? no, he didn't play an instrument.
1: So that but would mean... but, he'd, but he writes the song, not the music. He'd have the melody, perhaps, in his head. No, no, but he'd write the song, not the music, wouldn't he? Like that's so where you the, get songwriters. You either get start with the song, or you start with the melody, don't you? Like unless you're a band, if you're a single singer, you start with the song or the melody, and, and he would.
0: Well, what do you mean by song? You mean the the, the lyrics? The lyrics, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he would write the lyrics, and I guess he'd have then the melody in his head
1: that he would then hum in his. Well, no, but I think you just the, l- the, on the lyrics piano. flow, don't they, and therefore they can work with all types of music. I mean, it depends. That's right? why you have like acoustic versions. That's why you have kind of. Yeah, but the process off.
0: is different for everyone, you know. Like well, some, some people might different. sit down on the piano, someone sit on a guitar, someone okay, so just back hum to the something. Qu- Back to the question. Back to the question. <laughs> um, so he wrote no, no, the song. No, back to me. the question.
1: Right, like, what was Billy Jean all about? I
0: don't know, It's about some girl, isn't it? Well, all his songs are, aren't he? What's Beat
1: about? <laughs> more more <laughs> interestingly. <laughs> Well, but did he write "Beat like, It"? Be yeah, just to find out he wrote "Beat he It." He wrote "Beat It." Yeah, because they told him not to ever go around here. They don't want to see your face. You better disappear. He's probably talking about I don't know, not being accepted or something like that. You can relate. I can relate to that more than I can do. Well, do you want to hear what he said about it? What did he say about it?
0: So, so Jackson said about the song, "I wanted to write a, I wanted to write a song, <laughs> I wanted to write a song, the type of song that I would buy if I were to buy a rock song." And I wanted the children to really enjoy it—the school children as well as the college students.
1: Yeah, and, and, he, and he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it, as in the song, not necessarily. as doesn't tell you anything sco- about why it's called "Beat It," though, does it? Yeah, because like he, yeah, but he was basically talking about his experiences, probably being shunned. Do you think beat... Was he say? Is he talking about beating as in physical get beatings? It. Get out of here. Or get get of out right. of here. Don't show your face around here. Beat it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because in the <laughs> video, it was like two <laughs> gang, about, it? It's all about masturbation. Don't show your face around here. <laughs> Jerk yourself off. Turn around <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> now beat it. Now he says, now beat it as well. So he's probably yeah. telling the person to jack him off. The school children. Wank him off. And the college. No, the person that's told him... He's telling to get... Don't you ever come around here... Just beat it. Don't you ever come around here? (laughs) Yeah, fuck. This is going down a dark Mm. path as well. So, so in the video for that, it was two
0: gangs facing off against each other, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Two very '80s looking gangs. If I if I I recall correctly, (laughs) the most. If you want to think of the '80s, just look at those two gangs with like jean jackets, leather jackets, white t-shirts. Probably those fingerless gloves.
0: But what are the shoes (laughs) they'd be wearing? Like the little like Converse. Do you reckon? Yeah, brogues.
1: yeah, for sure, a bit of no, no, a bit of con, yeah. The what,
0: Jackson Jackson wouldn't wear trainers, would he? He'd no, wear he'd wear
1: leather what, brogues, brogues probably leather brogues in a leather jacket. What size feet? Do you reckon Jackson had? Like geisha size. <laughs> <laughs> they look small, did not they? Tiny. But have you ever seen him, like in interviews? He's got Poly massive hands. feet. Has he? His
0: hands are massive. Like,
1: yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because you are only small at the time when <laughs> when you met him when they were wrapped around me. <laughs> yeah
0: uh track number three human nature
1: yeah how how's that one go why why that's a <laughs> fucking great <laughs> song that's an nature. absolute great song i'd say why eight why does he do it that way eight who's he thinking who's did he write that no who's he even talking about um next one pyt pretty young thing ah that's six no he didn't like that
0: one no and then The Lady in My Life. I don't even know what that one is, actually. The Lady. That sounds weak, Well, though. I'm going to give that a default five. That sounds
1: lame. Yes. Uh, so
0: there you go, Thriller.
1: Oh, So it had like six strong eight out of, Five or six strong eight out of tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad, bad, it's at, not bad at all.
0: Going. Not bad. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's what I'd be seeing to the annoyance of my brother on the stereo while I had the headphones on, not being able to hear myself. Hmm. Um, I don't think I actually liked David Bowie when I was listening to it through the headphones the Scary Monsters one but like what was, that? Now track, I love what the, was
1: the track headphones. you remember most from the Scary Monsters album I don't even know what was on Scary Monsters I, I don't even know the album I didn't even realise he'd done an album called no, Scary I Monsters know. until you mentioned it oh,
0: no there was another one that was really good that I liked as well didn't it It was um, oh was it like a lad insane or something I don't know the album cover was David Bowie and it's like half dog
1: half David Bowie that was quite cool well, he, was, he was pretty cool in general. I thought. Yeah. What a legend that guy. Is. Yeah. Oh, I had to actually. Is it CD? My mum had. She had, she had like the Planets by Holst. This is like my mum's. The what? Planets the by Planets Holst. Planets by Holst. That's a fucking good classical music album. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. That's some real like you listen to it, and you'd be like, God, I know all of these songs. Yeah. Some bang. Well, not say bangers is probably the wrong word to use. <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> for classics by Holst. But absolutely good album. Highly recommended. Yeah. I don't think. It's his original recording that's out there right now, but it's, uh, there's other people also available by other artists. But. That's the interesting thing with classical. Well, I say it's interesting thing.
0: The thing about classical music is it's like being composed by someone all this time ago, oh. but it's being performed I was by someone else. that
1: what a slam dunk music is because there is no copyright of music. You can pretty much like if I sung a very slow version of Sweet Child of Mine. Guns and Roses couldn't sue me for it. No, you'd have to pay in royalties. I don't think you would. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think you would. Yeah, there's songwriting royalties. But you hear all these kind of acoustic covers and stuff like that. Hear, yeah, yeah. They're paying, They pay for it. You hear? No. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You reckon? How yeah. much?
0: I don't know. But they'll get. They'll get like songwriting like credit and royalties. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What that's, for? Like an acoustic how, like, someone, version of
1: like some random person that does it on the live lounge, say on Radio One or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that works. But like actual like. Recordings that are being sold, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get royalties for it. That's how like some artists will like just keep going and going from like one song they had a hit with. Like, 40 I thought years they just got going. royalties
1: from their song being played, not other people ripping it off. I mean, it might
0: be different for different uh, deals, but they'll pay the money for it one way or the other, even through like royalties per pe- like per play, or they have to pay for a license for it, I guess.
1: Well, I think if they pay their song, they do. But I don't necessarily this think is the big so. Thing. If, if you, if I was to sing, or so like, how what does it cover? So I, if I can use. Is that owned by Is that owned by Guns N' Roses? Well, there have been
0: court cases, haven't they, for stuff like that? Like oh. recently, I don't know was it was someone like Adele, she had to pay off someone because her song was so similar to someone
1: else's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, that's a good point, actually.
0: And with like, um, like the ownership of songs as well, like going back to Michael Jackson, so there was that whole thing, wasn't it, about him buying all the Beatles songs. So he bought the rights to all the Beatles songs, which means he could perform any of the songs he wanted to, but also... I guess then that means that... I don't know if he gets the money that's for the... a
1: pretty sweet investment. What? It's not one that's going to go down in time, is it? He, apparently, he really stitched
0: up um, McCartney as well, because they were kind of talking when they were writing songs together. And he, go, he turned around to him, apparently. I was watching an interview with McCartney the other day. And Jackson turned around and goes, I'm going to buy all your songs one day. <laughs> like, and then about a year later, he actually did it. He bought all the rights to their songs. Right from... Did the Beatles need the money? I don't think that they owned the rights to their songs. I think the record company owned the rights to their songs. It oh, wasn't really? McCartney and Len that owned them, yeah. Well, that's, I that's think that in later years, McCartney bought it all back. But
1: fucking hell, McCartney's got more money than fucking pieces. Oh, crazy, yeah, yeah. He's got some crazy money. <coughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, devices. That would have been, so vinyl, but I really started buying music for the first time on
1: cassette. I don't, oh yes, I just remembered what my first cassette was. What was it? So I don't think, I think it was near Christmas time. My dad had got a, somehow managed to get a membership to Macro, which was like Costco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were going there for the very first time and this would have been when I was like 11 or 12. So I didn't have really much cash in my pocket. Maybe I had a bit and I think it was near Christmas time. Yeah. And this was, first of all, this was going, like, going to another world, seeing these like, bolt things, because it was like a cash and carry. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe how cheap things were in this place. Like, I still remember, it was, it was next to Christmas, and it was a, this is absolutely how it happens, next to Christmas. And my brother got a 14-inch TV, an old CRT one, yeah. for £99. Pounds, oh. And he got that for Christmas, and I was... I wish s- I could get one of those now for £99. Pounds. I was so jealous, Because he would then have, like, a a nice TV in his room. It's 14 inches. That fucking beast. Just a bit bigger than a a ruler compared to TVs today. And and then we were kind of looking for other presents. And I think that was his main one. And they had some, what, portable cassette players would be the correct way to say it. Because they're definitely not, um, there was not a Walkman. It was made by Singer. Singer, but who makes who makes the uh, sewing machine <laughs> sewing machines? But it was a bloody good little tape deck, and because the price was so reasonable, my parents got Singer. it for me, and then I entered the portable music age. But thank this must have been like ninety one. This thank the Lord, not only did they find that the the put the but then I had no cassettes to play in it, so they brought me a cassette as well. Would they buy you Smurfs? The Simpsons. <laughs>
0: You, you had a real affinity for, like, the uh, cartoon characters well, do didn't you?
1: Well, that was probably my first choice. And the other ones were just because I was so young. That's all I knew. Do the Bartman, is that Do one? the Bartman is the only... That and Deep, Deep Trouble. I don't remember that song. I mean. It wasn't long ago, just a couple of weeks. I got in trouble. Yeah, pretty deep. That sounds <laughs> good. Hobble was yelling. It's, it's was a shit. whole album of Simpsons. Yeah, songs, yeah, so. absolutely. Like, and I, I still remember my first... Christmas present that I bought for somebody like because I didn't really have the money to be honest if you, I was yeah. like 11 You'd have a job. so maybe I managed to scrounge together like for fiver to buy everyone a proper Christmas present yeah. and uh I remember getting my mum some earrings and they're like £2.50 and she actually loved them <laughs> well nice I know they were like this clearance <laughs> bin somewhere but I was just the proudest guy after buying these yeah, £2.50 yeah, yeah. Headphones, uh, headphones earrings for my mum I'm sure as a parent and my, my brother's Christmas presents. present <laughs> which was actually like a a totally badass Christmas present was Slam Jam by the WWF on single. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. And again, I remember this song. So I had for my for my first ever portable device, my singer, portable cassette player, I can't say Walkman because that was owned by Sony. And um, What do you reckon the sound quality was like on that? Well, the headphones were the worst type. They were those kind of like steel banded ones with these kind of Sponges. little, literally one-inch speaker on each yeah, ear yeah, with yeah. this little foam. Like a little round foam sponge. A <laughs> little foam that used to just come off all of the time and used to have this little elastic thing you to try and loop them back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so the sound quality would have been shocking. And if, like, any, if anyone else was sat within two metres of you, they're hearing literally every fucking word that this song is playing. So um, that was my first mobile device. And I don't remember using it that much because, as per fucking usual, in my household batteries were like a fucking commodity oh. so much so that I mean, there's never any fucking batteries in our house and i used to piss the piss me off so much because all of my best toys all the best toys were all battery the toys were used battery to, to be Toyota. covered in a future episode and um i um yeah so i never really had batteries so much so to the degree <laughs> this is <a laughs> dangerous as fuck my dad's recommendation to me used to be when the battery died that I put them on the radio for ten what? minutes because apparently, and it worked. To be fair, it fucking works. Yeah, you'd get like ten seconds worth of extra but life how does from it work? because of the heat. But why does the heat make I it? I don't know, no. but it fucking works. So I used to put these batteries, these like AA batteries, which is weird because batteries have been around a long fucking time, oh, yeah, 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 without yeah. changing at all. Mm. Um, that's to show how shit battery technology is look at a computer from that time versus a fucking computer from now and a battery from that time and a battery from now hasn't changed
0: a thing I wonder if they're more powerful like if they I think they're definitely more powerful
1: but not like compared computer power Moore's law of computing double every year and a half Anyway, really you The system. batteries. Be powering worlds with batteries if it followed Moore's law. You could planet the solar. You could yeah, yeah, power yeah. the solar system with a single AA. Probably if it followed Moore's law.
0: Do you remember they used to sometimes go a little bit fizzy the batteries and you'd like get that white shit coming out? Of yeah. Them? What is that? I, I think put, it's acid, isn't
1: it, in batteries? You, yeah. it? Yeah. it definitely. is acid. And yeah. you used to put the nine volts in your tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can so feel you, that. the metallic that. kind of. Thing. I had to bust that little trick out recently. I don't think I told you this. I was in. I was Mate. on holiday in. a... in a a Tenerife and there was a hire car and I picked up the hire car at night and we drove to to our apartment and there was no parking in this town. and We parked up in the only space we found, which is about a five-minute walk from the Airbnb. And uh, so we got this, given this kind of clear, which looked pretty new. So obviously drove for the night, turn up like the zapper, closed it off, walked up to the apartment. Next day, walked down to the... um, walk down to the car and the like, press the buzzer and it's totally dead. Like, absolutely dead. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this thing stopped working. But I had to take the... I took the fob apart <laughs> and put the battery on my tongue just to see if it wasn't the battery. Um, and it turned out I left the lights on and they didn't have a light alarm uh, in the car, so it just drained overnight. But anyway, so, yeah, the, the old school batteries in my house were just... Well,
0: you didn't really get, like, uh, rechargeable batteries then, did you? Well,
1: my dad did after a while, but this was well after the time yeah. like probably like a few years after as my dad invested in rechargeable batteries and this was an absolute absolute game changer like yeah, absolute yeah. game changer because it was just the bane of my life so i don't think i use my walkman very much because it i never had any batteries
0: it'd be interesting now when it's you know like get a walkman from back then and batteries from back then to see how long it lasts because i've got no idea how long they lasted
1: do you ever did you ever have any of the portable? music devices
0: yeah I had a I had a Walkman but I don't know it wasn't a Sony one actually it was
1: like an Iowa uh, So, but the thing is the Sony one is like when you when you when I then saw kind of like when I got a bit older and saw what I was rocking with and then I saw under, they used, used to be like the size of an actual cassette and then you'd yeah. be like my god my thing was like the size of a Some of them well 20 right, times it? bigger and I was like, still... actually like made out of metal
0: rather than plastic yeah
1: they're like and you were like wow this is what the actual original is, is so much better but yeah, I think I don't think I ever... I don't think I ever had a Discman. No,
0: I always really wanted... I mean, this is a bit further on again. This must be like... I don't know, late 90s or early 2000s, but a mini-disc player. I had a mini-disc player. Did you? Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. so cool because you could display. actually name the songs on there, couldn't you? And you could yeah. actually get the information coming up on the screen.
1: Yeah, I had a mini-disc player. Like, from my from my room, which recorded from the radio and from CDs. Yeah. And, um, and well, later on in life, I used to have decks in my room that I used to record to my mini disc and then play in my car
0: it never really took off did it mini disc it's always like a kind of sideline it was yeah, never like it the, off, yeah. the main device never it it took off.
1: but yeah no I never I never uh, had a discman but I remember the the absolute the absolute I don't know the word to use but the reverence we had for CDs when I first got a CD like just to be so careful never to touch the bottom of it used to yeah. look so amazing and shiny and there used to be Used to just kind of almost listen to the sound quality speakers and be like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've I ever heard. I remember
0: talking about it on the radio, about CDs and saying how good the quality was. And they're saying, but we can't, we can't demonstrate this to you over the radio, how good it is because, like, uh, because of the fidelity of your radio. But I remember going to a, a video hire store, like an off brand blockbuster in, uh, in Old Welling. And in there, they had some CDs, and I remember this guy was like playing CDs, and it sounded unbelievable. I Was thinking, "What is this?" And he was like kind of talking about, it. and I think he was holding it up and talking to a customer about it, and like shining this weird futuristic-looking disc with like it almost looked like it had lasers bouncing off of it. Thinking, I can, I can imagine.
1: Thing? I can imagine little Michael in the rip-off blockbuster store holding a cassette of I don't know what we be watching. Howard the Duck walking <laughs> through the store, and suddenly music being played, and a gap wide mouth dropping the tape like what is this what is this no yeah yeah the fucking cds are amazing but but yeah back to your first back to your first album what was my first album
0: (laughs) i made lists i'm trying to think i don't know the very first
1: album that was my first cassette yeah it's my first first cd which was even worse i think i think
0: i think my first cassette was bad how Michael bad Jackson. was it? <laughs> Pretty bad, actually. I don't like that album.
1: Really bad or absolutely bad? Yeah, just bad. Just bad. Yeah,
0: yeah I Michael Jackson's bad. I think, I think that was my first album.
1: Can we do a quick track review of Bad? Do you, yeah. have, the, uh, do you have the information behind I
0: always thought Bad was an amazing album. Because yeah, I, don't
1: really, I don't really know, apart from the fact that I know Bad's on Bad and Thriller's on Thriller, yeah. I don't really know what songs he did by album because I never owned any of them. Um,
0: I actually have a copy of Bad now yeah. on vinyl because Hannah picked it up at a second hand store and I listened to it quite recently and I think it's
1: awful well is it's- it good? No. Is, um...
0: okay so first song Bad uh,
1: that's a 9 out of 10 really? yeah I don't I don't
0: think it's a good song um, <laughs> apparently there are rumours that Michael Jackson wanted Prince to sing on Bad with him yeah and
1: Prince didn't like the song um, he thought it was too aggressive <laughs> Well, he's, he, he, to me, it's quite aggressive because he's telling he's yeah. telling literally the whole world they have to right, answer. Right now. <laughs> right now. That's pretty, pretty demanding. To get, I mean, imagine... I'll them, tell we, you once again, <laughs> I'm bad. Just, just... What, what kind of answer are they respecting from that statement? <laughs> imagine somebody walks up and he says, I'm bad and respects an answer. What are you supposed to say? Nice. Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. But the whole fucking world has to Do answer. Good, bad or bad? Imagine bad. that, you've got like some... People stuck in this Papua New Guinea island. Michael Jackson in his ivory, in, in Wonderland, is sat there telling the whole world has to answer. The whole right world? Now, right now. The whole world? When I tell you once again, who's bad? bad. It'd be like, um, yeah. Oh, did you say who's bad in that oh, point? Who's bad? Yeah, who's, ah, who's bad. so um, yeah, that's, that's easy. Because then they can just tell him who's bad. Once again, yeah. It's a bit easier to answer the question that says, And the whole world has to answer by night when I tell you once again.
0: So that gets a nine for you, that one. I can't imagine um, Prince and Michael Jackson It would be squeaky. Yeah. (laughs) It just doesn't work, does it? Okay, then, number two, The Way You Make Me Feel.
1: 9.5. I absolutely love that song. (laughs) Straight in there, the 9.5. I love that song.
0: Um, Knocking me off my feet. This has got a lot more songs on it than, than Thriller. Okay, then... Speed Demon.
1: Speed Demon. So I remember that used to be on the video of Moonwalker. Because oh. for some reason they used to, for the first hour of that video, they just showed his concerts. And then the video music videos. This is where he has a race with a, like a Bugs Bunny type character in the video, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, seven.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, the next song. So, <laughs> In My Ignorance As A Child... I didn't get the title of this correct. So when I was singing along to the song, I thought he was singing about something completely different. But the next song is Liberian Girl. I thought it's Librarian Girl. <laughs> Basically your mum.
1: Basically. Maybe <laughs> I was thinking that's really weird.
0: Why is he like this girl so much?
1: She works in the library. <laughs> well maybe that like did the librarian profession. Maybe that's my mum my mum was a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's a librarian girl. before. Yeah, I think that's a six. I'm sorry, that's not a good one.
0: Liberia is that is someone from Libya called Liberian the laid Liberian, Libyan. I
1: thought it'd be Libyan girl. Is it, should it be Libyan girl? Hmm. Mm. Liberian girl. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it is librarian. <laughs> <laughs> After all, you were right. <laughs> sounded Liberian quite. Girl. Sounded quite like the music sounds quite
0: like Eastern.
1: Sort Liberian. Of. Yeah, like Middle Eastern.
0: Just good friends was next. Don't remember that one. Don't even
1: remember that five.
0: Another part of me.
1: Mm, don't know. Five point five. So I off. think I've heard of it, and it's probably not bad, but I don't remember it. Oh, uh, it's just another part of me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a seven point no, five. Yeah, sorry,
0: sorry. Um, Man in the Mirror. Ten. Really? Straight in. Wow. Yep, ten. Ten out of ten for Man in the Mirror. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I just can't stop loving you.
1: Nine. Mm. It's a wow. great song that is. Big I I just kids Loving you. Do, do, what about do, do, the next do, one? Do. Dirty Diana! Oh, that's an absolute <laughs> banger. Just because of the intro. It gets Dirty it, Diana! Like, the intro is just so strong.
0: you got to remember, right? This is a time when Princess Diana was big. She was big. She was like one of the most famous people
1: in the world. There's no way that people weren't going to associate that with her. If I just mime it, I, are we gonna have, I'm going to have to pay licences if I, if I mime it. Sorry. Maybe, yeah. 30 seconds. Lady maybe. Diana. I don't think Diana... Quite trademark the world global name because they, those two were BFFs. They were they?
0: mates, weren't they? Yeah. Dirty but but Diana. was that
1: before they were mates? Dirty Diana. I don't did know. he write it? Uh,
0: it doesn't say. Or it. did Prince this Charles list, write it? This list isn't uh, as detailed as the other one. Prince Charles. <laughs> 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 Prince Charles
1: pens a pens a song to Dirty Michael Jackson. Diana. Camilla. <laughs> Camilla's <laughs> writing a letter to Michael Jackson. Hey Michael, I've got a song for you to. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, it doesn't say you wrote that actually. Oh, okay, the next one's good though. I've done it, right? But Smooth Criminal, yeah,
1: it's annoying.
0: Yeah, I think that might be the best song on the album.
1: No, Mind the Mirror,
0: and then uh, and then leave. Oh, well, this wasn't actually on the leave cassette version I had because this got released as a single later, I think. It says here excluded from vinyl release and cassette releases, so it must have been on a CD, yeah, it must yeah leave me alone. alone. That's a great song. Yeah, it's about eight, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight flat. Um, okay, yeah, so I... Just stop bugging. St- yeah, yeah. That had a good video as well, didn't it? It
1: remember? was, yeah, I can't remember. It was really.
0: like a little roller coaster or... It was kind of like weird sort of like... Um, Animation. It looks a bit like a collage almost. It's kind of like cutouts. Oh, oh like yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah Like a 3D models, like... A bit like the Sledgehammer morph. out
0: uh, video. Do you remember that? Yeah. Peter Gabriel, that's great. Oh,
1: yeah. Um,
0: I okay, yeah, so I think it was that but also at the same time I was buying CNC Music Factory's album what, 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 Things who? That Make You Go
1: Mmm oh yeah I remember that Things what That me. Make You Go Mmm yeah. what uh, do things make you go mm. I don't know. in real life mm. what makes you go Mmm Mmm mm. Mmm Normally it's in puzzlement not like I'm kind of considering something Things That Make You Go Mmm Mmm mm. mm. <laughs> nothing makes <laughs> me go Mmm Mmm mm. a stupid song <laughs> uh,
0: Terence Trent
1: Darby that was a good one fucking that is what that is one song? album now I think would actually hold up what's it, what was his song I think I think Michael Jackson would still well. hold up Ca- wish no it. that's not the one is it up in. That's, 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 that's oh
0: sign, sign your name that one what's sign your name
1: Tony you Smith Darby I've definitely heard of him but I don't recognise those songs really Sign your name across yeah. my heart. Oh, yeah. That was... Yeah. I don't think that would hold off today. <laughs> I don't think that would hold up. He's
0: got an amazing voice, that guy.
1: He's got a good voice, but I don't think sign your name would hold up. Really? Wow. We'll have to listen to it after you the can, show. You can tweet us on high nostalgia, if sign my name sign would hold up in... Sign your name. Sign your name.
0: That, that oh, well, that's because cool.
1: he was saying my name because he was telling me to sign your name. <laughs> Taking ownership um, of it
0: Introducing the hard line According to Terence Trent Darby What does that mean? Introducing I think the anyone hard line.
1: that puts their name In a song title is a dick
0: Oh he's well into himself Old uh, Terence Well you he can He's changed his name though He's um he's, <laughs> The greatest
1: singer Ter- ever <laughs> He's called Terry now <laughs> the Terry greatest ever. In- he's a bit up himself <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Okay <laughs> God uh, If You Let Me Stay Do you remember that one? No nope. Wishing Well
1: No nope. There Last was a song resistance. by a Scottish band called A up in a wishing well Which is good
0: no, there's no Terence friend,
1: D'Arby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> better. Your hopes and
0: dreams. Okay. We'll, we'll listen to Terence later. I'll change your mind. Yeah. Um, and Seal. Seal. That the was... first down by Seal, that's a good that's a good one.
1: Ah, oh, Seal. No, we're never going to survive unless... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, was that was an absolute great set. So, so, these were on a cassettes. Lot of you had those on cassettes? Yeah, I had those on cassettes. They didn't you keep lot your play. cassettes in because I only had one, so I didn't have to store it anywhere. You oh, <laughs> used to keep them loose, actually. We didn't...
0: Uh, no, it's on my shelf. I, so, I kept on the cassettes into the CD era. I don't think I went on CD. Oh, to me CDs too, because
1: yeah. I used to buy tape packs of like <clears throat> raves to, yeah. and stuff like that oh, yeah, into yeah. in, in my 14s, 15s. So I had like these six pack of tapes with like all sorts of jungle and drum and bass and cassettes were much techno cheaper to buy, weren't they? Hardcore and happy hardcore. Happy hardcore. God Almighty! Listen back to happy hardcore. That's an absolutely atrocious. A genre. treat. Do, 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 do. Like, like imagine super fast techno with like cheesy lyrics on top and you've yeah, got happy yeah. hardcore. But there's still some pretty good songs.
0: Why why were cassette tapes cheaper than CDs? Because if you think about it, it's much shit. more intricate, isn't it? it? Yeah, but I guess intricate. there's so many factories. It's got moving it's parts. So many
1: factories. It's just, a, it's just economies of scale. Yeah. I mean, and CDs then, like, and then, the, and then the companies that would have produced them cheap anyway then had got so much threat, they probably just had to just drop their prices and just went under.
0: You think They're quite expensive, weren't they? Because well, I don't know when CDs first came out. What, late 80s? Yeah. Mid to late 80s? And then...
1: No, it's late 80s, I think. They're
0: like 10 quid, weren't they?
1: Yeah. 10 pounds. But cassettes were like 10 as well, weren't they?
0: Yeah, but maybe... Singles the...
1: were like three quid, two or three quid. Two or three, yeah. Occasionally you'd get like a bargain basement one at 99p, but it'd be like a single that came out like three months ago. Did it depend
0: if they had like B-sides? I'm not sure. I don't no, know. No, I think they all had
1: B-sides. Yeah. All, cassettes had, all, all seven inches had B-sides as well. Yeah, they did, didn't they?
0: Sometimes it'd be a track from the album, but sometimes it'd be a track that didn't appear on the album. I yeah. There.
1: I am... Um, and CD? What was your first CD?
0: It would have been Nirvana. So... Because when I was collecting... Well, Jesus, collecting yeah. But when I was getting cassettes, I quickly went, I think,
1: from, well, from... You didn't buy any singles first. You just brought Nirvana first.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, but I had the first Nirvana album... No, not first album. Never mind. I had on cassette. Like, their big one. Uh, but I had... I was listening to, like, shit like Extreme. Do you remember Extreme? No. Oh, God. Give so us a little shit. rendition. I think I started listening to more rock sort of music. How does it go? And then... <laughs> <laughs> Down as extreme going. What's up? Then, so then i started listening to guns and roses uh and i think i was looking for other bands of that sort of ilk and extreme were kind of like that but a bit more hair rock a bit more spandexy a bit more makeup <laughs> more like feathers
1: Death Leopard-y. Yeah. um don't you remember um, so you had so 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 you, so you had nirvana and guns and roses as some of your top three first three brought cds
0: yeah.
1: Well, wow, that's pretty heavyweight. Do you mind what was... No. <laughs> it was a CD single of Shabba Ranks. It's Shut a- up! <laughs> it's the worst Shabba Ranks song. If it was Mr. Loverman, maybe I'd have salvaged some pride here. But it was It's a Family Affair, rip-off by Shabba Ranks, which is the official music for the Adams Family Values, which is not even, <laughs> what? The, first, which is not even the first film, which is all right, to be fair. But it was the official song. Remember he used to get, we always released the official song. By <laughs> <laughs> Shatford Ranks. Live by the love, live by the love. It's... And that... It wasn't... Oh, if so, it was a no. cover of a sequel. <laughs> the cover of a song, which was the music soundtrack to a sequel of a film, which was not even a well-known film to have had a sequel. So you, you win that one. Um, With honours. Yeah, that's pretty shit. <laughs> I don't think... But there was an era of some shitty music in the 90s.
0: Oh, awful. I used to think the 90s music was amazing
1: at the time, but now it's. I there can was some hype, there was something. some definitely the late 90s had some absolute anthems, but the early 90s was shocking. Don't you remember More Than Words by Extreme? More Than Words. <laughs> yeah. Is all I have. To. I love that song. There you go. Extreme. Is that Extreme? Yeah. How's, yeah. That, how's that hair rock? It's the slowest song in the world.
0: Yeah, but have you seen the video? Really? I mean, that was a slow song. Like, you know, even Guns N' Roses had little acoustic numbers. Everywhere. Yeah, but
1: that was, that was like, that's, no, not as acoustic I mean, they were kind of, of a little There's bit There's initially like... a guy singing and banging his guitar.
0: What, on, the, um, on Extreme?
1: Yeah. Yeah. More than words. It. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um,
0: but I think, I think Guns N' Roses were a little bit of that era of like kind of hair rock sort of as well, weren't they? Especially yeah. the drummer and the bass player. More so maybe than Axel and slash (laughs) Axel.
1: Axel Rod, is that the the best name ever? Axel. I wish my surname was Axel Rod. Rod. It just sounds so...
0: What is Axel Rosa? It's an anagram of all sex. That's it, yeah.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Sneaky. Um, But yeah, no, there was some absolute trash music in the 90s that became very successful. Like, I mean, you could argue there's some absolute trash music now that becomes very successful, but I think the 90s had some of the worst exploitations of, hey, we're relatively famous, let's yeah. make a song and get to number one. And it Such started. as... Such as Mr. Blobby. <laughs>
0: Which was, I, I Christmas think, number one. I'm going to name drop one of our friends again, but David Seale definitely bought that on CD single. Blobby, his first purchase. oh
1: Mr. Blobby, sometimes I think you don't understand. Do you reckon that was written Blobby, by Broby, Noel Roby, Edmonds? Roby, Roby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that was written by Noel
0: Edmonds, that's all? What? Do you reckon it was written by Noel Edmonds?
1: I don't know. Did it's he own the...
0: that his IP, that?
1: Maybe Noel Edmonds three year old child wrote the lyrics because it was so bad. And then
0: is, is Noel Edmonds the, alive?
1: Sorry? Is he alive still, Noel Edmonds? I think so, yeah. Cause he was doing like what's it called in the fucking deal or no deal until recently. Was he? Yeah, until, yeah. Really? I don't know. I definitely remember doing it relatively well, recently. Well Mr Blobby is dead, me. Mr. Blobby died, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that accident didn't he? You know glue glue overdose. <laughs> <laughs> uh Zig and Zag. Zig and Zag What was the song? They all love me. They all love me. (laughs) Them girls, them girls. They all love me. What was going on in Zig and Zag? I have no idea. What are they meant to be aliens? They're meant to be. mm, I don't
0: know. I think
1: there's some racism going on there. You don't really get that anymore, do you? Like little mascots on TV, which are controlled by like you make the muppets, but that's kind of different. Yeah, but as these little kind of characters like Ed the Dark and Gordon the Gopher, neither of which spoke. I mean three? think of that you got a guy sat in a broom cupboard with like some other guy under his desk just operating a puppet yeah
0: what a job that guy had just sitting under there the whole
1: time who you are Kind of, I've called a gopher yeah. what does that involve doing well I've got to kind of show a personality through my hand like, he just to his face up didn't he and that used to be like the express, as far as his expressions would go apart yeah, do from you not squeaking. reckon you
0: get stuff like that on TV now no
1: it's not? all no it's much more professional um, yeah um, but then you had like I don't know then you went for that kind of reggae stage in the mid-90s, in there, where everything was like... And like ragga. Well, kind of like, not ragga, because that's pretty hard, but like proper, like, mysterious girl time, I would say. <laughs> No, i don't know if there's
0: any like uh hardcore <laughs> reggae fans out there that can include mysterious girl in yeah because them.
1: he's got like i was sitting by the phone waiting for your <laughs> call <laughs> That's is definitely... that peter andre singing that sorry was peter andre singing no, that? well he was singing mysterious girl but then he was but not that bit featuring you know they always had a featuring. Ah, you okay, yeah, yeah. had what well, he had obviously referring back to my favorite artist who who i paid a cd single of his like shabba ranks <laughs> it's uh a family affair, and but the greatest song, and he had the greatest voice, Shabaranks. The
0: well, Shabaranks was on Pete Andre.
1: No, oh, he, okay. he was, he was, he was an artist in his own right, but he had the best voice, Shabaranks. Did he? Really deep. Better than Terry. Much oh, better than Terry, no. he never put his. He didn't say. Oh, actually, he didn't ever say, Mister Lovering featuring Shabaranks <laughs> on his own side Shaka and Suppliers. I used to like that song that uh, teased me. Tease me and twist and shout. They did as well. Did they? How many times has twist and shout been released? Many, many, many times. But there was yeah, this this stage where there was everything was like that, and then you kind of moved into the kind of Blur, Oasis, Britpop Britpop stage, which was just one of the greatest times in British music ever. You've got to argue with like Pulp and like the Lightning. I think the Beatles and the
0: Stones might have something to say about that. Sorry, I think the Beatles and the Stones might have something to say about that. Well, the. Beatles and the Stones.
1: Do they really go head to head?
0: Yeah, they were around at the same time. Really? Yeah, yeah, Beatles like a bit before but there's a crossover. The Beatles yeah.
1: must have absolutely slayed them at the time though. the Stones got better in bigger. terms of popularity, yeah, always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of music?
0: Yeah, very different, was not I think like um, Rolling Stones were a lot more influenced by like blues and American music.
1: But Beatles are very quite poppy, but, but amazing, pop, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think the Beatles <clears> win that one
0: any day of the week. So you went down the route of mascots and faux reggae, yes, and pop idols with yeah. their
1: abs out. Yeah, yeah, not pop idols as in the TV series. No, teeny teeny bop. This was because what, what was that, that? What was that TV that magazine used to buy? Something hit, smash hits. Smash hits. Did you never used to get smash hits? No. Occasionally, no. I did. <laughs>
0: But that would have the likes of Peter Andre on the cover, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, and like the T. Te- no, never the Tina was. I Jason Donovan, or something later, like that. Smash Hits. I used to buy Smash Hits on occasion. Craig McLaughlin, who's Craig McLaughlin? Oh yeah, he was a guy from Neighbours. Because there was a stage where all the fucking characters from Neighbours suddenly decided they, they all could song, all sing. There was that, that Craig McLaughlin. There was a guy that owned Lassidus. There was the one who who that. that? Who's Lassidus? Kylie Minogue and Jason yeah. Donovan were the original breakaways. Danny Minogue, obviously. Well, she? Wasn't was she on Neighbours? Yeah, uh, she was on home and away, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And who's the other one? That thing? Craig McLaughlin, you said, yeah, he, he did it as well. Who was Paul? Is that the Lasseter's guy? Ah, uh, yeah, Paul Dan.
0: Yeah, he... Was it Paul Dan? Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> Debbie McGee! You're going to like it. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> um, and, but there was another one who was more successful as a musician. This is Leo's, one of Leo's uh, celebrity crushes. What's her name? Um, Natalie Imbruglia. She was from
1: home and away. I thought you were going to say Cilla Black. (laughs) Cilla Black, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) one of of Leo's celebrity crushes. Um, Natalie, oh my god, Natalie British. Don't get me started on Natalie British. She was amazing.
0: Um, Okay, yeah, so you went down that route. I went more down the route of so Michael Jackson, but other than the rock stuff, I had um, is it Epiphany? Is that the right word? But I I remember I was watching. I think the chart show,
1: and the chart show that was on on ITV at Saturday lunchtime.
0: Yeah, that's the one that didn't have a host, was it? It Yeah, it was
1: this amazing computer graphics of a CD flying through canyons. And And it would just play all the
0: videos, one after the other. Yeah, It's probably like our equivalent of MTV, I suppose.
1: Yeah, basically, but it was on for like an hour on a Saturday. And I remember my dad hooked our stereo up to our TV so I could record things from the TV. So I didn't used to record like the charts like most people did. I used to record it from the TV. Oh, so you would record the sound
0: from the TV onto a cassette? Onto a cassette. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember I was, um, watching the chart show, and then this guy appeared. This music started playing, it's really catchy. I was thinking, what is this? But also a little bit like kind of attitude y and a little bit kind of sexy. I was thinking, oh, I'm not really sure what this is, but I kind of think I like this. And I must have been probably like 12, 13. Yeah. And then so there's kind of like a band playing this music, and it's quite a big, elaborate set on this video. And all of a sudden, this guy kind of, like, drives in on a motorbike through these doors. Looks quite a small guy, but, like, pretty big hair, but, like, weird-looking clothes on a really big, like, motorcycle, kind of, like, skidding down. And it looked like he was maybe wearing makeup, and I couldn't really work out what was going on with him in terms of, like, his identity, his sexuality. I think he was wearing a leather jacket, actually. Very, kind of, closely shaven sort of beard. Um, which I later on found out that was my first, kind of, exposure to prints.
1: And that's just like absolutely God. changed it's the my last life. Twenty minutes describing yeah. <laughs> describing this person, so he's obviously had a big imprint.
0: And, but it wasn't even like one of his better known songs. It's at the time, so this was after all, like Purple yeah, Rain. You were like the far hate
1: too cool for me when it came to musical musical likes.
0: This is like early ni- late eighties, early nineties Prince, which is not his his best era. It's more like early early eighties to like kind of mid to late eighties was better. But it was like the graffiti bridge. I think he released a film called Graffiti Bridge and it was the, the song. Purple was called, Rain kind of time. Yeah, after that, it was like about three or four years after that. He was mm. trying to like recapture the success of Purple Rain by doing a film again. Um and I think the song was called The New Power Generation. So it's kind of him introducing his new band and all that kind of business. But yeah, yeah, that was that was big for me. Prince. Still to this day
1: I still listen to a lot of Prince. Really? Yeah. Uh that's, anyone that knows you would would know that, but yeah, no, you were much much cooler. I mean, I think I think we probably converged towards the brick pop era. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that's what I started of the to appreciate. Did, didn't they? I mean, were you would you would you have preferred Blur or Oasis?
0: <sighs> right. So at the time, definitely Simple Oasis. <laughs> definitely so, Oasis at the time.
1: I think definitely
0: always definitely for, for me now maybe, Blur is always. always really yeah 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 yeah, but not that early oh. shitty anything after Park Life that Blur did was actually really good. Um, but before too. they're trying too hard with their kind of silly sort of cockney cheeky chappy stuff, aren't they? Yeah.
1: Um, no, definitely Oasis and still definitely Oasis. I think
0: with Oasis, like for me, their early music was amazing. First two albums, then it kind of fell off. Yeah, it with Blur, did. It did. I think they got but stronger they... but less. Oh natural. really?
1: I think I think Oasis did nothing. I mean, the third and the fourth is pretty good. But then, yeah, then I just don't even really know what they released after that. But the first, second album for me was, was absolutely yeah. amazing. It was probably, as I got older, like the, probably the defining... Would I say that's the defining out of my young, child, like late childhood? Yeah. Probably, probably. I think for a
0: lot of people it was as well, right? Of that age, like... Definitely maybe,
1: wasn't it? What's the story Morning Glory was the first one?
0: Uh, what's the story Morning Glory the second one? Ah, that was Definitely the Definitely maybe one. Was the first was the one, one yeah.
1: yeah. The one with like, Champagne Supernova yeah, and, yeah. and Wonderwall. Yeah, that was, for me, was wow. That was... yeah. That was pretty awesome. I think, like for a
0: band like Oasis, like they come from like working class backgrounds and stuff. And I think the hunger maybe left them after that second album. They just got massive, didn't they? Mm. You, find you kind of like to turn into a bit of
1: a cliche. Of lost of, lost all the material like <laughs> of, uh, yeah. of, of uh, the first from the first two or three albums because there are some good tracks in the later albums. Like Around the World's pretty pretty good album. Yeah, like, there's a few good ones. Like that one.
0: Undeniably amazing the first mm.
1: couple of albums. They yeah. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Talk to me about Spice Girls.
0: Right, so Jerry Halliwell was just like everything for me for a, a couple of oh, really? years. really? I used to yeah. like Posh Spice. It's funny, isn't it? How you'd always have like everyone would have their favorite. Nobody had
1: Sporty Spice. No. Not many, To be honest with you, not many people had uh, scary, scary Spice either. either. It was either Baby Posh or, or or the Dirty Boys like Jerry Halliwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just filth. Who was like five or ten years older than everyone else <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and much curvier, yeah, I would suggest, much as well. Curler.
0: Yeah, looking back at it now, if you had to go on a date with one of the Spice girls, Baby spice. as they were back then, who would it be? Baby. Probably Baby Spice. Yeah. yeah.
1: She was just nice. She was Seems attractive. Like a nice, she yeah. had always had a nice personality, a nice voice about her. Good, good singing voice as well, kind of cutesy. Yeah. Yeah, but she's blonde, so... Yeah. She seemed less insane than some of the other ones. I think like... Well, the bottom of the list would be Scary Spice to go on a date with, because she looked like hard work. Yeah. And I think Eddie Murphy would agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think it's much hard work for Eddie Murphy, was it?
1: <laughs> well, he's off. got like 400 kids, so <laughs> it's always hard work for him. Yeah. But Posh couldn't be sing much fun for shit, but she was pretty hot. Mm. Absolutely. I was, But now, absolutely not in a million years.
0: No. Yeah, they were massive, weren't they, for a few years as well? Yeah, absolutely. And they spawned a lot of kind of copycat bands as well. All Saints were quite good. All Saints, yeah, yeah, they did a couple of good songs, didn't they? Who was the? Are they the ones that went out with yeah, yeah, Noel Gallagher and yeah, yeah. Gallagher?
1: Or was it no? Nicole something or other. Beginning was S. So did she go out with Liam? She, the young one, went out with Liam, and the old one went out with Noel. They're American, or like some of the girls are American, Canadian, and some of them British. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. But there's other groups like Eternal. There's quite a bit like Eternal. I remember they were quite good. No. With Louise Redknapp.
0: <laughs> Did you listen to a lot of female artists when you were I young? I just up? listened
1: to pop music, basically. Yeah. If it wasn't my dad's music, it was pop music. Because I don't think I really listened to many But where female would you artists. have discovered, like, Nirvana? Because I don't think I'd have been on any channel where I'd have, I'd have discovered him.
0: My brother. Um just said to me, Oh, this is bad. I think you'd like the call Nirvana, I heard him on the radio. I think he used to listen to like Radio One a lot more than me, and he must have heard them on there, I guess. Oh
1: really. See, I never listened to the radio until but then it would have just been pop. I'd right. have just listened to the chart show, that's the only thing I'd have tuned in for.
0: So yeah, I think like um, having an older brother was really influential. our musical tastes aren't exactly the same. There's definitely some crossovers. But my brother, when I was into like Nirvana and stuff like that, my brother's really into acid jazz
1: acid jazz yeah yeah
0: do you remember that you know like Jamiroquai and like incognito those kind of bands It
1: was mega into that yeah them. I never really understood what acid jazz was because <clears throat> I can't really to, to me Jamiroquai just sounds like pop music
0: yeah it is I think like maybe in their earlier albums they might have been a little bit more like jazz Funky. sort of funk inspired yeah yeah, they say more funky more
1: than acid jazz, but again, I just don't even understand the genre.
0: Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I think they might have been one of the more like commercially viable acid jazz. I'm sure there's some other stuff out there that was a bit more out there. But yeah, my brother used to love that stuff. Um, I think he still listens to Jamiroquai
1: now. Quite like some absolute bangers from Jamiroquai. Yeah, Absolutely. he's a good songwriter.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. That's also, but the thing is, I used to used to be into more kind of mainstream. Cultured music, but at the same time, I liked pop. I was definitely learning, leaning into things like, like I said before, hardcore, happy hardcore, drum and bass, jungle. Yeah, which is a very well, I wouldn't say it was very niche per se because it was quite a big thing at the time, but it was also totally the other direction from the kind of more kind of, I don't know, grungy mm. rock bands
0: Yeah, because I mean, there was a massive underground scene, wasn't there, in the UK in the 90s? It was, yeah,
1: it was I mean, I never got to to any of them. Actually, yeah, I think when I was at sixteen, I tried to go to a rave once, and I think it was David Seal. I got mugged on the way to go to the well, rave, um, <laughs> so he didn't get to go.
0: What like kind of constitutes a rave? Because I don't know if I have been to them or
1: not. No, it was a, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't a rave. It was a, a underground club, though.
0: Yeah, I've been to a lot North of Dawson. like big nights that were in kind of warehousey sort of spaces. I guess it was a rave, right?
1: Yeah, I guess that was a yeah. rave. <laughs> Yeah, on, it's probably late late. Everyone's anyway. doing loads of drugs. But yeah, no, I used to really. like all the, um, yeah, definitely much older that never happened. Yeah. But I used to, um, yeah, I used to uh, listen to a lot of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Like, um, in the UK, I, I think now, again, it's got a big resurgence and that kind of music has come from like the underground scenes and like from the street level kind of stuff that's happening. I guess that was like in the UK, like rave is quite unique to to that country, wasn't it time? Yeah. I guess like maybe across Europe as well there's stuff going on like Germany yeah, as
1: well. Even now like drum and bass drum and bass is, has got kind of like a quite a loyal and and moderate sized following in, in the States but it's still very much yeah, drum and bass know, is very much an English thing. I yeah, think the UK you, thing, yeah. And it's a quite a cool genre as well like it's mm. some really good artists. I mean even at the time I used to absolutely love listening to it like there used to be some classic tracks and with like MCs on top of it as well and I used to just think it was the best best thing ever funny, I used to really yeah. love
0: that like how the UK has always kind of had these really big music scenes and been really influential around the world from such a small country like culturally it's so rich you, you, like you say you still get it now I don't know what it's called like trap and stuff like that but like that music's massive and like if you go back to like the 60s you've got the, the Beatles obviously still now like influential yeah but absolutely I mean for, a, for a little absolutely.
1: country we punch, punch above our weight. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, the, 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 And then my, then my friend Rick used to have like this proper ghetto blaster. Really? A proper, this, this thing. Stick on your shoulder. And it he used to, used to have batteries and they used to take those massive D-cell batteries, about six of them. Yeah. No, he didn't used to walk around with it on his shoulder, he just used to take it around his house because his house was massive. It's a bit different
0: when you live like out in the suburbs, isn't it? It's like. You can yeah. live in the city, you can walk around, but if you're walking around like where we lived, Suburbs you wouldn't come
1: across anyone. a little suburb, but the um, yeah, and but we used to take it around the house and stuff like that basically just used to do his bedroom, really. Um, but it used to be so loud, and we used to just listen to these drum and bass drum and bass tracks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy days.
0: I mean, like with um, music when you first start listening to it, look, as we've been talking kind of starts off, yeah, you listen to the music that your parents listen to, and then maybe like your siblings and yourself listen to different types of music. I feel like you start getting towards your teenage years, you start sort of figuring I out what
1: music you want to listen to yourself. You also have more exposure because you start watching Top of the Pops and like the chart show, don't you? Yeah. So this kind of becomes early enough that you're still watching TV, so it's the best thing to watch if you don't watch it in you. Well, we should maybe explain Top of the Pops because...
0: That's like a UK institution, or at least it was. It doesn't exist yeah.
1: anymore. Yeah, it absolutely was, but it was at that period where children would st- would still find it interesting and still be awake, but, and adults would start watching T V and would also find it interesting. Because yeah. you knew, you music is kind of it's kind of universal, isn't it? So When did it start, Top of the Pops? Oh god, the sixties, I think. think Savile just yeah, fucking kids Saville, left, right and center. Yeah. I think before that it was like the,
0: was it called the old grey whistle test? And I think that
1: then became top of the pops. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were talking about several, so, several interviewing, the old whistle, in, whistle. interviewing test. kids to stand in the audience. <laughs> You're not taking the old grey whistle, whistle test. Put the whistle to your this. Exactly. <laughs> See if you can make a tune oh, out of it. God, that's so awful. Um, I don't know. The, what the fuck is the name, the old grey whistle fuck test? Fuck knows. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that was like in the 60s as well. But then it kind of... Yeah, top of the pops. And then on Saturday morning, you'd finish watching your whatever you were watching. Normally like um, going live or... Whatever, they used to have fun. It was Funhouse on a Saturday morning, I think it was. And so then mm. it came, it's whatever. But then they'd have the chart show on, which would be a good hour, like you say, of this kind of cool computer-generated kind of landscapes going between videos and then just showing the full music video. Yeah,
0: so that'd be your music video. So the unique thing about Top of the Pops is that it was in a live studio. It was in a,
1: well, I wanted to talk about this. Because and Top maybe Pops, some
0: live performances. Everything was You crit- could Sometimes you could tell when they were live and they weren't because some of the people, some of the artists
1: couldn't sing. Well, I don't, I don't think many of them were live from what I can imagine. But I always thought, didn't want to believe that they weren't live. I always used to think they were live. Yeah, and, That's yeah. funny. Why don't their lips me I used to still think they were live until I kind of became aware to the fact that they probably weren't. And then I was more likely to believe that they weren't.
0: Did you ever see um, the Nirvana performance in Top of the Pops? So basically Nirvana wanted to play live on Top of the Pops um and they wouldn't they basically wouldn't have it in the studio because they wanted to play their instruments live they said we can have your mics on live but you can't have your instruments on live so i mean you have to anyone listen to this you might have you might have seen it but if not look it up on youtube nirvana top of the pops they did smells like teen spirit so the music was playing pre-recorded um and it was playing exactly the right speed but Kurt Cobain Kurt Cobain was like playing I don't know if he's playing his guitar upside down basically mocking the fact that they weren't allowed to to play their instruments the bass player is just swinging his bass player around his head and Dave Grohl is just not actually his sticks aren't actually touching drums at all he's kind of like waving them around his head and then Kurt Cobain's like singing it in the weirdest possible way he's like Load up on guns <laughs> like this, but this is like live on TV well, like of millions probably, of people. I probably wouldn't
1: it. even notice because I didn't even know about their music. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, you, if you're watching that, it's,
1: it's a it's a good watch.
0: But yeah, they were just taking a piss out of the fact that you can um can play live on there. And yeah, um, so chart show is all like. Videos kind of MTV like, do you remember The Word as well? Because they had some musical guests on The Word. That
1: was quite a bit later, and I don't think I was allowed to watch it. I think it was past my bedtime. Maybe yeah. it's maybe later, sort of later te- mid teen years, I would have been right to they see. They have, but...
0: have some really edgy guests on there playing music. But I remember there was this band called, I think it's called L7, who were like a grunge band, all female grunge band. And they were playing. I don't know if they would start in their underwear, but bits got seen on word from L really? seven. Yeah. yeah that was after that was about not ten this... o'clock
1: at night. The word wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Below the waist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was L seven. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I do remember it. Eurotrash. That's another conversation for another time. In um, to the top pops, I
0: remember like we you have a top of pops exclusive. Again, going back to Michael Jackson, you'd be waiting for like the, the video. It'd be like an event. You'd sit around with your whole family waiting for a music video to come on.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely remember that for Thriller. Probably not much else because, again, I think that after that my parents weren't such a fan, but I do remember recording the chart show off, off, off the television and, like, my, there was, there, that's some of my favourite songs from the 90s. I don't know whether, whether they, you'd consider them to be good songs or not because they were definitely kind of they weren't trashy pop, but they were certainly weren't cool pop,
0: yeah. if that
1: makes sense. So some of the, like, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yeah. Like, I love that song, like, yeah. I, genuinely. But it's, would you say now that that's an absolute classic? I mean, it, it's close to being, isn't well, it? Like, well, even Constance if not like, everyone classic, agrees, but it's a, it's a cover. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, it was the biggest selling song for such a long time. It's Everything Part, I Do, I Do For You by Brian Adams remember how long that was at number one for, like, half yeah. a year. And yeah. I used to love that song as well. It's hard to get
0: around the fact that you had to listen to it every single day on the radio for so long. It kind of, like, uh, diminishes its appeal, I think. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. But we yeah. didn't really listen to, I didn't really listen to the radio. So for me, I'd have to just make the effort to actually play it. And another one I absolutely love, which I recorded from the TV, was uh, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Because the video was amazing. Uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. But it's like nine minutes what long. What was the thing that he wouldn't do? That. But what was that? Well, I reckon. What, well, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mike just gestured down to his <laughs> groin over region. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he wouldn't do all sex?
0: I do reckon he would. Me, like if he's selfish, a selfish lover. Me <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> How do you know? No, <laughs> no meatloaf. I've done it, now you From do From experience, I know that meatloaf is <laughs> yeah. a selfish um, lover. Is it two names? Is it Mr Meat, surname Loaf, or used to just like,
0: meatloaf? He, I'm sure I've heard him actually say, he, you can call me Mr Meat.
1: <laughs> Mr Meat, but that's like calling you Mr Mike.
0: Yeah. That's weird. Or maybe you said, you can call me Mr Loaf. But
1: I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. It was a great video. It was like this vampire kind of video.
0: Is he driving in it?
1: Probably. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a vampire. And man. then uh, the woman at the end, I used to just absolutely fancy the pants off. And it w- and the funny thing was, she didn't actually sing it, but she kind of mimed it from some other woman who found out <laughs> after the video was released that she wasn't going to be in it and had some good-looking woman replace her. That was like the '90s, right? Yeah, like yeah, '94. It was
0: like an era of these kind of sort of big operatic epic. Do you remember what's was the Guns and Roses one that famous one? They get married rain. in
1: it. November rain. Yes, yeah, 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 that one. That's, that's another nine-minute absolute
0: epic. Just out of nowhere, slashes in the middle of the desert playing his guitar like, the wind for <laughs> yeah, through. <himself>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarves so going everywhere. That's
1: kind of definitely, like, a, a shadow of the 80s cast long yeah. upon that video. But there were some long ones, because, like, well, Behaviour Rhapsody, obviously, 70s, but that got re-released, got number, to number one again for Wayne's World <laughs> oh, yeah. for, like, 1990. Yeah. And that is a long song.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't play it on the radio at first, that song. It was um, who was it? There were a few DJs. They refused to play it, and the only person because they said it was too long, they won't play it. So just thinking, oh great, we're not going to go anywhere with this. And then it was Kenny Everett. It was the first DJ in the UK who would like agree to to play it. And he was like a really like a he, like, really evangelize the song and was, like really trying to get it out there. So if it wasn't for Kenny Everett, maybe it
1: wouldn't have been such a big wow. success. Yeah, well, there you go. It's funny yeah. as well, I never
0: think of Kenny Everett as being a DJ. Because I always thought of him as being a comedian, but
1: yeah, I guess it's kind of a similar sort of thing, don't you?
0: Yeah, I used to like Kenny Everett He's
1: See some weird sketches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what was going to say about Kenny Everett?
1: No, I think that's it. But where do you used to buy your? Where do you go to to buy your? Stuff? Our price. Our price. Remember our price in Wellington City? Yeah, yeah. I remember going in there just these get our price. Woolworths.
0: Did they have, see, I don't think they had a Woolworths in Welling Garden. In because we used to go to yeah. Stevenage
1: quite a lot. And once in a blue moon on the trip to London, the Virgin oh. Mega Store. Oh my God. Which was. I probably only went once or twice a year. And most of the time I'd go like in that period between Christmas and the New Year. So there were some bargains to be had. Oh, really? It was like Utopia, that place. That place is amazing. huge.
0: Yeah. I remember. Uh, our friend Luke and I used to go to, to London we'd go there or Tower Records because you'd just be able to find stuff in there that you couldn't get in our price and in Welling Garden City oh absolutely there'd be like rare rare. there'd be like CD singles of Nirvana songs that
1: you, you just couldn't find anywhere else yeah must have been a mecca for for you absolute music heads because it was a mecca for me because it had video games in Virgin Store right, and yeah, all yeah. of those other things so I used to like that just as much and the, the chance of going to the Trocadero Centre as well yeah was just
0: like then it wasn't as easy as like going online and finding an album you'd go out with the intent of finding a particular album if it wasn't in shops you'd come home empty handed but now you can guarantee that you can get that print album that you want Or
1: you'd just go out with cash in your pocket to try and find something that you like the cover of or yeah, like yeah, you might yeah. have heard of once on TV and take the chance on the full album because when have you ever listened to the full album yeah never did seen. you ever
0: read like um so you read smash hits did you read any other like music like enemy or anything
1: like that no definitely down the, the poppy end of the uh, yeah. musical spectrum I think I'd
0: maybe look at reviews and then
1: go looking for ah, stuff so that but... yeah whereas mine was because I knew it Smash Hits and they'd never do anything about albums it, I'd just basically yeah yeah end up buying some absolute dog turd <laughs> really that, oh that cover looks good
0: did they ever have like um, CDs on the cover of their magazine Smash Hits no because I think enemies. they used to have
1: records like though oh really they used to have 7 inch vinyls I'm sure because they must have been the cheapest wow. of the cheap to, to manufacture
0: yeah because you could get like decent quality ones or you get real flimsy oh though. these would
1: have been the flimsiest because <laughs> they're attached free to a magazine yeah yeah that have literally been made out of like cling film <laughs> it's <be> so <laughs> so so thin
0: <laughs> yeah our price that was probably it I think for me
1: mm, No, I think our price occasionally will work so I'd pick up I'd be doing my Christmas shopping did you buy earth. cd
0: singles then yeah
1: mm, yeah yeah I've, a few um
0: it's funny isn't it because you buy a cd single like and yeah you'd get a b-side or two but like you go into all that effort of going to a shop buying this for thing, one take it song. Home for one song just listen to it over and over again and get sick of it
1: you're just going to listen to one song and one song <laughs> only and that would have been it but what would you say would, would be the defining album of your early teens Early, early to mid-teens mid yeah
0: never mind definitely Nirvana
1: oh, yeah that's pretty that's a pretty cool that's a pretty cool album to be into I, again I don't really had it for Nirvana at all I would say so
0: yeah it's a complete change if it could change it changed how I dressed like all all the other music I'd listened to before that suddenly I just didn't want to listen to anymore But well, I think maybe Prince I still kind of stuck with a bit secretly but um yeah, from from that point onward, for for quite a few years, it was Nirvana and then anything associated with them. Everything for that kind of Seattle grunge scene was. Do you used do you
1: have mixtapes? Yeah, I used to make mixtapes for to people. To make mixtapes, well. yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's quite an that, art form really, wasn't it? I Remember how you used to have to used to get the, like the cardboard inserts in the tapes, tapes, and used to get the stickers as well. Sometimes yeah, you would to yeah, put yeah. stickers on them, and you would have to write the single listing tracks. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember having a, a girlfriend at school who I was going out with, my, probably my, I'd say my first serious girlfriend. Yeah. And it uh, must have lasted two months. And no, serious. I must, sorry? Serious. Pretty serious, serious yeah. And then she gave me a mixtape and then one day she turned up at my house when we broke up. No, she didn't break up. She broke up with me, and she asked for a mixtape back. You're joking. She asked <laughs> no. for the mixtape back. I think what the fuck? Wanted, I think she just wanted the mixtape back. But yeah, That's she, like turned, books. You're not supposed she turned to up at my back. house with her friend to dump me and take to she, take the mixtape back. She brought a muscle with her. Oh, I was pretty. What was on the mixtape? Can you remember? I think it had. Um, I will always love you. Was that on there? No, I think it had to, definitely had some Celine Dion on there. I think it had two Unlimited no limits oh no what was i saying about your there was limits to your relationship two months apparently no limits (laughs) there's no limit well two months is the limit yeah and um yeah was it kind of like a mixture of like romantic and sexy it was just whatever was was hot at the time basically yeah i can't remember much else what was on it but i was pretty pretty gutted to lose this mixtape because it was a good one uh,
0: yeah, I made made a few mixtapes with guitar. It's horror, It's so cringy to think about it as well. But I'd actually, cause i actually actually, because as soon as I started listening to Nirvana, um, that was that was when I thought, right, okay, I need to learn how to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this is going. So like, uh, so I'd obviously sit in my bedroom for hours upon hours, like learning to play the songs. And, Obviously, that would lead, then lead to me writing my own original pieces.
1: God, God no, please tell me you've got, tell me there's, tell me there's something left in existence.
0: There, there, somewhere, at least there are at least two Lord originals out there somewhere. If these girls have kept them um, recorded in my garage with a little cassette recorder on an acoustic guitar, throwing away,
1: singing. Do you remember any, any of them at all? No. Oh, how no. convenient. <laughs> how yeah. fucking convenient. Only that they were awesome. <laughs> like the uh, the lost tapes of the Beatles or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Some future generation might find them and be like, yep. it could have changed your life, Mike. There's
0: two girls in Hertfordshire sitting on absolute gold. I just don't realise it at the moment. Oh, really? What are their names? Uh, Jodie and Laura.
1: Jodie. Yep. That's right. double Kind of paroled <laughs> sounding name. <laughs>
0: Weirdly enough, this girl had the same exact name as a boy in the year below us.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I used to be friends with the boy yeah. in the year below us. Well, the yeah, girl they that, had the same The girl, the, the girl that I was going to take, take best of first name, Chloe, second name, What You Don't Want. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I
0: dread to think it, there would have been like kind of really shit versions of like an acoustic Nirvana song but with none of the talent, like... Uh, not, not
1: directly plugged into the tape unit, just yeah. listening to ambient noise as I well was picking up dogs barking in the background. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> the scuffle on the carpet and yeah. probably every other sound. Like
0: horrible, earnest, like, lyrics. That, oh, no, it just makes me cringe to think about it. But, yeah, yeah, so there's mixtape. Do you know, up until maybe five, six years ago, me and my friend Stuart used to still make mixtapes or CDs and uh, send them to each other. Like, I'd send them back to England and he would send them to, to Spain. Oh, really? Of, like, bands that we kind of, like, discovered online and stuff, yeah. Because, like, we all we'll talk about this, but when the internet occurred and all of a sudden all of the music's available to you. Napster. Yeah, and that, that was a, just an absolute game-changer, game changer, yeah. Absolute
1: game-changer, yeah, no. That's the music discovery well. just completely changed. Right? Yeah, no, I... Uh my music discovery would have been top of the pops or the chart show. Yeah. Late, it's definitely later when I listened to the top 40, but I, I, it's something I used to very much love and dislike very much about the top 40. One thing it was cool because it was music, but yeah. it was always Sunday evening and you knew that the next day you had to go to school, so it was the end of the weekend, which was always a bit uh, okay, bit, yeah, yeah, Always a bit of a downer, I would suggest.
0: Do you remember like one song that you were really particularly looking forward to when you were like waiting to record a song from the top 40? Because I've got a very distinct memory of one particular song.
1: No. So
0: this one song is the perfect crossover of a really catchy song, like a great melody, quite funky, cool people dancing in a video. And something that's like universally, I think, is loved by pre-pubescent boys, dinosaurs. So was not was. I think it was called Dance the Dinosaur. Not walking about, a dinosaur. Walk the dinosaur, that's it, yeah.
1: Get on the Do you remember f- that song? Get in the door, get off the floor, something like that. Everybody well, the dinosaur. <laughs> exactly. yeah. What wasn't, wasn't that, Didn't they get launched to, with the Simpsons, uh, the uh, Flintstones movie?
0: Maybe, yeah, that would make sense if it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure the B-52s did something oh, like that oh, as well. On, they they no might have did the second, they might have did the album to the second yeah, one or the other yeah. way around.
0: That was a great song. So I remember like waiting... Oh, I guess probably for hours, right? Waiting for this song to drop. Yeah,
1: because it used to start. It used to be 40 songs. They used to be, on average, four minutes long. Yeah. Four, 160 minutes. That's two and a half hours of just music.
0: And at the time, you didn't have the information to know. But then the you'd have like,
1: interviews in between yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's it would have been a three-hour show minimum. And you'd know that the song you like had been released, but you
0: didn't know at what position of the charts it's going to be. So it's be really exciting. exciting. Like, there's no way they to out. They used to have, used to have inter- the bands
1: on the end of the line. Yeah. yeah. And they Lisa is number two, and then you'd know who number yeah. one was. Oh, it's Jackson like, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you listened to it well before me. Michael Jackson was well out of the game by that time. Well, maybe right. like with, like, with the like, black and white. And I wonder
0: when Was Not Was Walk the Dinosaur came out. Let me do a little fact check. What do you reckon?
1: I reckon 94.
0: 94? I reckon it was earlier. I reckon it was
1: 89. I'm sorry. No, it wouldn't have been the Flintstones it, movie if it was 89, for sure. Oh, no, really. When was the Flintstones? Like, that was mid-90s, I think. With, like, the guy from Ghostbusters and John Candy or John Goodman, I think. Boom, boom, akka laka boom The lyrics just pops up. 88. Oh, right, no, definitely wasn't for the Flintstones movie then, much earlier. We used to listen to The Chart Show in 1988. Yeah. Well oh, like, maybe I was closer to 1995 before I started listening oh, to Oh, really? It. Yeah. So I was
0: 10 at the time. I had no though.
1: device which would pick up this newfangled radio in, in, the, <laughs> in the 80s.
0: Yeah, so this is when I'd have the radio playing on one device, but then I'd have my Fisher-Price tape player facing it, the speaker's facing it, <laughs> so, so I could record that's it.
1: That's how he used to record the radio, not yeah. on, a, like, an integrated system. No, it didn't, because well, so Fisher-Price people have a radio. Right little music dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> that was well ahead of my time yeah. i was not in, involved in anything quite as cultural that was probably the, still the time i'm listening to the muppets and the smurfs singing singing their jaunty songs yeah to the top 40 did you to have little dance routines for some of the songs
0: what well, What well, was not was definitely <laughs> did you yeah 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 yeah. definitely um yeah pretty really embarrassed my brother i'd put kind of like walk around by like you know, it, arms t-rex style
1: Close. I would love to see if there's any record, recorded footage of this. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, I, I, there's definitely some recorded footage. I may have mentioned this before. Of My brother and I, my dad randomly came back with this TV camera. Like, but, like, oh, yeah, you've mentioned this. Yeah. yeah. And my brother and I did this Mortal Combat video. It was like, but we had these... How did you record it then? Because it was like a like cinema camera. Like oh, a camcorder, right. like a camcorder, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. proper shoulder mounted one, as well, so you could play videos. It was like, like that was like the future. That. So we made this Mortal Kombat video and we'd like flown with Virgin, they give you those like red flight socks. So what we would do is we'd hold like a couple of them in our hands and every time we fake punch each other, we'd let one go. It's so it, it looked like bloods oh, blood, blood. <laughs> the blood was splattering. And there is definitely that is definitely still alive if the video hasn't eroded. No, nah, you've got to find that. That needs to go up on the website. That needs to go up on the website. If I find it and get then a way of getting VHS to digital, then I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, would you say, I think, like, music sticks with you. Like, it's something that, even as you listen to yeah. as a child, you still love to... There's not many things I loved as a child, which I now absolutely hate, because you grow out of them quite quickly. So the ones I love now, loved as a child, that I remember now, I still love. Like, there's not... I can't say, God, I hated those songs from from that era. I just remember the ones I like. And most of the ones that I like still now, if it means they're probably good enough to endure.
0: Yeah, that... When you talk about nostalgia, I think there's certain things that kind of trigger nostalgia. And yeah, music for sure, it's like a massive thing. Uh, like, it, it's always been a massive part of my life, like, either through like, listening to it or like trying to play it. Um, I also think it's weird how, like, I will listen to songs now and it will trigger nostalgia, even though I didn't listen to that music when I was that age, right? So, one example, I, I downloaded the album recently. Do you know Don Henley? No. Boys of Summer.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So dim, that song for dim, me, dim, yeah, dim, yeah dim,
0: the most dim, nostalgic dim. song, I think. Like, that just really triggers something in me. But I never listened to that when I was a kid. I don't even <laughs> think I even heard that song when oh I was a God. kid. That,
1: that just reminded me of, like, just how bad my musical experiences were. Because actually one of the cassettes that I owned, which I picked up at a jumble sale... Was greatest TV anthems, so I used to spend time <laughs> in my day listening to the greatest TV anthems like Dallas and Dynasty yeah. and stuff like that. And I definitely had the Top Gun album because the Boys of Summer oh, was on the Top yeah, Gun album, of course it? Because was, yeah. that and it, and I used to love the theme tune to Top Gun. And I still like love that song today because it was one of like the rare things that I'd have been able to buy. Which yeah. brought from a jumble sale for something ridiculous. And obviously, when people are selling that kind of stuff, you're not likely to find a good album in a jumble sale because why would people sell good albums? So, a lot of my music collection was made up of some real shit. <laughs> and that's all I had and that's all you listened to. So, like, I wasn't being exposed to, like, had the ability to, to read a magazine and go out and buy that album at the early ages. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So,
0: is there any music that, like, maybe you didn't like when you were a kid, but then you kind of grown to appreciate? as you definitely
1: life. like the Beatles yeah. being probably that's the big one for me being, being the main one but also David Bowie I didn't, wasn't mm. supposed to be anywhere near as young as you were but then yeah. I've, I've grown to really appreciate that type of music as well and probably probably many more it's like, weird for the Beatles like
0: <sighs> my mum had a few Beatles LPs so kind of knew, but I didn't really listen to them I don't think it was necessarily the most accessible Beatles album either. I think it's the White Album she had the White Album you know the one with the serial number printed on it my brother's got it now, um, but yeah. Since uh, probably only the last couple of weeks, from watching the the uh, documentary, what's it called? Um, Get back. Yeah, it's got kind of a whole new appreciation. I think for me, for me to really be into a band, I have to know more about them. I have to know like the personality of the people in the in the band know a little bit about their background i think like i was obsessed with kurt cobain and like his whole kind of mopey thing so i, I was really into them i'm really like other bands now where i like the people in the bands and i think for me now watching get back and actually seeing that they're just kids basically like in a studio jamming and having fun it's made it massive for me now i'm going back and like going through all their music and oh, give a a good, whole new appreciation it's, it's a it.
1: very very interesting version of the Beatles I'd never seen before when yeah. I saw that as well
0: because it's always that band uh, <laughs> you'd, you'd sing them at primary school their songs I guess because the teachers at primary school were probably fans of them we, we Wings
1: Wings yeah, yeah. if we were lucky on a Friday for assembly our headmaster would play Wings I don't know I don't remember who Wings were until I, my dad explained a bit a few years later yeah but yeah I was definitely Mr Pop like I could still tell you every lyric every word of, of the song Ice Ice Baby
0: my brother fucking loved that song as yeah. well. It we used I, to force I my dad to
1: watch it on Top of the Pops. My f- my friend Rick had the actual album. Really? And he did, oh, my like, brother did. did there my was brother one had it. other song, I think, which was Half decent. The, the rest was absolute... Like, it was a one-hit wonder, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Had a good video. Yeah. I dancing was good, wasn't it? Yeah. I used to really like MC Hammer at that point as well. So yeah, just so before I-, I got into Nirvana, I guess, it was like, yeah, listening to MC Hammer and a few catchy songs. Please, Hammer, Don't Hurt Them. I think the name would help them.
1: Yeah. He's like, like the
0: most like unassuming guy. Yeah. He didn't look like he was going to hurt anyone, did
1: he? No, I don't think Hammer's going to... Well, maybe he was talking about women. Please, Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he wasn't talking about violence either. <laughs> maybe he was like, what's it called? Remember that song? Sweat. Girl, I'm going to make you sweat. Yeah, that is... Sweat till you can't sweat no more. This very and sinister. You cry, I'm going to push it push yeah. it some more that's the what abbreviated the version but yeah fuck. what in fuck what the hell does that even mean I don't know that's it's pretty shocking
0: yeah I mean, you know you get a lot of controversy in music don't you? I remember my brother got given gifted the Frankie Goes to Hollywood album for my mum and dad one Christmas that's right? a so, controversial album f- fucking hell so he got given to that when was that released like 54? late 80s reckon? mid it's late, late 80s, 80s I'd say so, my brother could have only been, I don't know, 12, 13. Yeah. And it was a big album at the time, right? So, it was Frankie Goes Hollywood, really massive. It was on TV a lot. They had some really good videos, like that Two Tribes videos, were excellent. So, I guess like they thought, oh, I reckon Steve would really liked this album. So, they got it for him. And on the inside cover of the album, it's like a gatefold that opened up there was like a an insert and it was all merchandise frankie goes to hollywood merchandise that you could buy
2: yeah. and it had
0: like things like a hat with like frankie says go or something on it and then like the t-shirt and then it had just a pair of boxer shorts and it said on the boxer shorts it had like a little asterisk and underneath it said spunk stains included <laughs> Look, okay, me you and my brother of, were at each other. What did you make of that? Well, we didn't know what it was. I didn't know what spunk stains was. It was like so. The bread. album
1: was Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. That's
0: it. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. It was
1: 1984.
0: 1984. Right. So my brother was ten. <laughs>
1: A ten-year-old with spunk stains. Asking what spunk stains were on oh, the wow. boxer shorts. What did you think of this?
0: I don't know, I had no idea, I didn't know what Spunk was. I didn't
1: mean really old boxer shorts I used to <laughs> wear like wife fronts. Yeah, I used to wear as well. Yeah, definitely when I got older I turned I transitioned to boxer shorts. Um mm, very interesting. That's a wonder where your parents brought that album of all albums. I was, don't know obvious
0: yeah but i guess i think a lot of people it's very different times i just don't think people necessarily if they weren't interested they wouldn't have
1: read about it and they wouldn't have necessarily been exposed to it It wasn't on the news at the time they didn't watch the news and they probably wouldn't have like everyone assumes it was this big thing but i
0: don't think they bought it because they thought my brother was like really into the kind of burgeoning gay scene that was happening at the time in the uk Mm. oh this is cool pop album and uh yeah
1: Yeah. yeah it's crazy to think that the impact it has on your later life, the music, because if, if I look at my best Spotify playlist now, it's got a lot of, like, I'd say probably 75% of it was stuff influenced by my childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not really so much into new music. If I hear something I like, I like it, but I'm more into, like, I'm definitely, the core of my musical tastes is, is stuff that I listened to as a childhood, more more so than in the last, say, 10, 15 years. It can, yeah, it can really transport you, can't it, listen to music,
0: I think, like, it really takes it back. It's not just that nostalgia thing but yeah it's uh it'll always be a special thing and like we will have a follow-up podcast to this but it will be the live music episode and hopefully we'll have at least two or three uh special guests with us at the time
1: hope so yeah that should be a nice one for the for the early summertime to- early summertime
0: yep yeah. we'll be going to a big music festival a week-long music festival
1: yes this will be endurance testing <laughs> yeah
0: and uh well, maybe we should try and do the podcast i think we spoke about this before we actually go
1: to the the venue i
0: think
1: yeah. that would be the best way of doing it so look out for that one in the future yeah okay well that wraps up a music episode if you need to contact us you can contact us on high Nostalgatron on twitter or visit the website dot um your thoughts comments and feedback are always welcome
0: and we also have a sponsor for the episode as well
1: Yeah, we're sponsored by Player Clothing, so please check out their line of T-shirts and and retro-related garments. Best quality you can get. And uh, thanks for supporting the show.